Welcome to Game Face, episode 363, and do we have a good one for y'all today? I think one of the biggest and best shows of 2023. We got three gigantic games in today's episode, and of course, as always, alongside me to talk about these awesome games is Matt Kyle. What's up, Matt? Howdy ho. Heidi ho. Heidi ho. Yeah, that's from um, South Park. Well, I associate it with Mr. Hankey, yes. Right. That's from South Park, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's from, it, it kind of goes back <laughs> further than that. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christmas poo. You yeah. mean Mr. Hankey. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how are you guys doing? I hope you guys have had a great week. I know one thing for sure. You guys have had a good week of playing video games. In fact, Matt, I don't know if you remember, but a few weeks ago I came in here and I told you that I was starting to have pain in my right hand. And I was getting scared because I was like... If I can't play games anymore, what do I do? It's my job, my vocation. Luckily, after like a week and a half, it went away. However, after playing games this week, I calculated that I played games this week for almost 50 hours. My hand it hurts. <laughs> it's beyond Nintendo thumb. It's not like my thumb. It's like in here. Mm, I don't know what's going on. I see somebody about that. Maybe. Or it gets out of hand. Yeah, I'm out starting out to get hand. a little. <laughs> <laughs> Goes up your arm. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to get a little nervous about it. Um, but anyway, I played a ton of games this week, and that's all going to come out over the next couple hours here on Game Face. Do not scratch the light. <laughs> hey! Luna's down here scratching Hi. the footlight. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys have had a good week. Uh, I did have a great week because the good news is we were playing awesome games all week. Um, how much time do you think you spent playing games? Oh, less than that. Yeah. I would say... Uh, probably like twenty five thirty. Yeah. There. So I didn't play Mario and Sonic as much mm-hmm. as Spider Man, but I'm still not done with Spider Man. Like twenty hours in. Wow. That um, game. I don't. Everyone's talking about how short that game. I'm like, no, it's not. Like it's fine. No, it's, it's, it's bit perfect. Just about. Just about right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, like, so, I'm almost twenty hours into that game, and it's still telling me I'm like forty percent complete on the map. I'm just like, yeah, that's good. Or we're about. That's about what I was hoping for. Yeah. So anyway, with that tease, you now know we'll be talking about Marvel Spider-Man 2 today. We'll be giving you a review of Super Mario Brothers Wonder and Sonic Superstars. So we have a big, big episode uh, waiting for you guys today. Uh, Let's check in with chat real quick and see how you guys are doing, see how your week's been. So Eric Cartmenez in there every week. He's like, how did the Steelers win? How did the Steelers win? How did the Steelers win? Well, they won again. (laughs) Now I only need five more wins to win our bet. But as I said, I think it's going to be close in the end. I think they'll be scratching and clawing to get that ninth win by the time we get to the final week of the season. But we'll see. They're a little more ahead of schedule than I thought. I guess I'll put it that way. Um, Let's see what we got here. I saw some people get in with Twitch Prime. Yep, Too Quick Capri and Threadzilla got in here at the start of the show. Who else do we have in here? Glottis021, AJ the Legend Watson. Um, Unfortunately, AJ, I did not end up going to the Rams-Steelers game this weekend. I would have contacted you to tailgate with you, but the tickets were just too expensive. They were like $300 for nosebleed seats apiece. Mm. And I was like, I'm not doing it. I'd rather just watch on TV at that point. Even in that awesome stadium in the nosebleeds, I'd still rather watch it on TV. Yeah, Um, not even considering getting to that stadium. Yep. And AJ says, Shane, the rest had your Steelers back, but it's all good. Still representing my Rams. Certainly the Steelers were uh, fortunate on the spot of the ball at the end of the game. However, 
that doesn't mean that the Rams would have won the game. They still would have had to have scored a touchdown and blah, blah, blah. So I, the refs didn't hand the, the Steelers the game, but you're right. That was a bad call that they should have reviewed, but there was a bunch of weird stuff that happened, so they couldn't. Uh, Cinetike, thank you for Twitch Prime. Toast9, thank you for Twitch Prime. And I think that's it. They were out of control, AJ. The Legend Watson says... There are the couple calls that went against the Steelers as well. It's, it's always easy. Like, what happens with NFL games is that people only focus on the one call that happened at that one moment. But they don't remember all the other calls that were goofy earlier on that could have completely changed their trajectory of the game. Anyway, I see everybody do this, not just you, AJ. All NFL fans are like, but if that happened, they would have won. That's not how it works. Like, anything can change after that point. Like... The Steelers could have picked up a fumble and ran it back for it. You just don't know. So I do agree, though. That last call was not good. But um, I don't think that that means the Rams would have won the game if they had got that call. I think it's much more fun when something happens that you can't blame on the refs and you have to watch the fans sort of find a way out of it. (laughs) Meltdown. They're like, ah. Like that Super Bowl where Denver got the safety in like the first two minutes or something. And you're like, okay, now what? Oh, when they hiked it over (laughs) Peyton Peyton Manning's head. head That game was over at that play. That was it. It was over. And like I was at a Denver Denver house and it was just like, now what do we do? (laughs) (laughs) Waiter. (laughs) Check, please. Time to get out here he's like everyone drink more yeah (laughs) oh aj was saying i was referring to the ticket prices gotcha oh yeah Yeah, it was insane i mean if you guys watched the game it was like a steelers home game like aj if you were there i'm sure you could feel it in the stadium Mm -hmm. like it was literally like they were playing in pittsburgh the crowd was so loud for the. well there's steelers. always like things are in la so a the rams are such a recent acquisition yeah um i know they've been here before but yeah. it's like you know they were in st louis for a long time mm-hmm. and no one from la is from la no. really you know there's, there's, there's so many people that are just like yeah of course it's a big pittsburgh I mean, remember we used to go to those bars like on wilshire and stuff back over in Santa Monica, and there were different sections of the bar for each team because yeah. everyone was there from a different That's part LA. of the country. Yep, Steelers do that. At of that course, stadium. the Patriots fans took the fireplace. Fuck you, people. <laughs> Steelers, uh, Eagles, 49ers, Packers, yeah. and Cowboys are the teams that pack out stadiums with their fans when they're on the road. Even so. I saw a, th- a map this week that was like the most hated teams in every state, and like some of them makes you know some of them make sense. Okay, so like. Um, you know, like this, like down in down in the south, everybody hates Georgia. Mm-hmm. And like, up, up, you know, everybody hates the Patriots, mm-hmm. and like the you know the like uh, Illinois hates the Indians, and the and the, the Indian, like, you know Ohio hates the Cubs and all mm-hmm. that. But like, it's funny when you get to the states that don't have professional teams, really. It's like and like like <laughs> m- like Montana's was some team called the Vandals, who I've never heard of. I'm like, I don't know what that is. A lot of it's probably um, college football. Some of it's college football. And yeah. like, but there's things regional. where it's like like Alaska's most hated team is the 49ers. I'm like, what did we do to Why? you? Why? Like, <laughs> Like, so random. <laughs> I don't know. Like Hawaii's is Gonzaga, which is like okay, you probably got beat beat in like some kind of Pacific a tournament league, or yeah, tournament. Yeah. yeah, so that's your big competition from yeah. like the U, U of Hawaii or something. But why does why does Alaska hate the 49ers? <laughs> like, what, Fandom, you'll never <laughs> no one will ever figure it out. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the Steelers won another game. They've now won four games, and I need nine to win my bet uh, with Eric Carmenas again. I think it's going to come down right to the end. Ramily, oh my God, what do you say? He's like. Uh, AJ Legend Watson says, come on, man, Ramily is deeper than you think. <laughs> like, oh, please someone put that in the next Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. Make them Rams fans. Come on. They're, yeah. they're from downtown. Well, this is not a sports podcast. As much as I would enjoy doing one, I'll be honest with you, I would love to do a sports podcast in addition to Game Face. But that's not what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's getting... Uh, just, What's happening? Like, AJ's like, we're, if you're saying, like, you know, the Ramleys deeper than you think and Nox Eternatus is like, you think they show up then? <laughs> 
just like, I'm like, not at those prices though. Yeah. Like that's that's a, I think AJ's right. Like the 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 money is too tempting, even if you do have the season ticket. Because first, like if you're a Steelers fan, you'll splurge for that one game a year. Like I'm probably yeah. gonna when I go home for Christmas, I'm probably gonna go to a Steelers game in Pittsburgh. I'll yeah. splurge. I'll spend. But if you're a Rams fan, you don't care about the Steelers, right. and yeah. you could sell those tickets for like three hundred, four hundred dollars. You're gonna sell them. Absolutely. It totally has. So I sit home and watch it on TV. Yeah, it's great on Absolutely. TV. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Rigor mortis UK. Thank you for Twitch Prime, man. That's awesome, and I appreciate it. I get a lot of people saying that, like in Europe, they can't use Twitch Prime, but I know for a fact a lot of people do. So. Some do. There's a lot of weird laws about things here and there. Yeah. It's a uh, deal, digging into that is is a maze. Mm-hmm. Um. The EU is, it's like you'd think the EU would have a main governing set of laws, but every country also has their own ideas about everything. So it can vary by region in a wild way. Yeah. Um, not like here where everything's all locked down and, and orderly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, we're all suing Facebook. Yeah. Gorzilla, thank you for Twitch Prime as well. That's awesome. Oh, it looks like we already hit what level of the hype train have we hit already? Two, I think. That's Maybe awesome. We're on Thanks, three. guys. Um, yeah, maybe we can hit level four today. That would be great. We have, as I said, we have a gigantic show filled with big games. And let's get on with it because Game Face is a gaming podcast. As much as I love sports, I love games even more. And we have a lot to talk about today. We have a lot to get into this episode before we run out of time. So let's head to our housekeeping for this week's episode. I will admit, not as big this week. It was kind of a slow week for game news, actually. Big releases, but mm-hmm. not a lot of kind of stories happening, which is... Good for it worked out because we need a lot of time to talk about the games today instead of kind of the smaller news stories at the top of the show. Uh, first thing I want to mention before we get going is that we are accepting questions for Pactor Factor right now. So actually, if you guys are on the stream watching right now, just head over to sifted.net right now. Go and ask a question. We shoot the show on Thursday morning. We were supposed to shoot it on Friday, and then yesterday Pactor was like, hey, actually I need to shoot on Thursday now, so we have to bump it up a day. So our window to get questions is a lot shorter than it usually is. Usually we need three or four days to get questions for each round of uh, episodes of Pactor Factor. Now we have like a day and a half. Um, So if you could please go to sifted.net, there's a link in the header, there's a link in your sift. Uh, where you can click on it and ask questions. Also, if you're not a sifter, you don't use sifted.net, up on our YouTube channel right now, if you click on the community tab, there's a place there where you can ask for questions. We asked for questions on Twitter earlier today. You can reply to that tweet if you want to, but please, please get some questions in because again, we have a very short window here before I need to roll down to Patrick's place and shoot another round of episodes. So make sure you get those in if you can. Uh, The first news story we're gonna talk about this week is that EA Motive, which is this offshoot of EA, which it made the Star Wars, like, um, Starfighter game for PlayStation VR, right? Mm. What was that called? Um, I mean, the, the DLC thing? Yeah, that just little, almost called, like a demo thing. It's called, like, Rogue One VR or something. Yeah. Right? It, was a, it was a marketing thing. They made that, and then, what was, what was the last game they just made? They just made the Dead Space remake, right? That was Motive. They were part of that, yeah. Yeah. But, and then they were working on some Star Wars stuff that got canceled with Amy Hennig, and it's been kind of a mess, mm-hmm. but we got word this week that EA Motive's next big project is the Iron Man game that was announced, I don't know, about a year ago now? Does that feel something, right? Something like that. Yeah. Um, but they are making an Iron Man game at Electronic Arts by Motive, and what they shared this week is that it's being built in Unreal Engine 5, which may not seem like a big deal outwardly, until you realize that if you make games for Electronic Arts, nine times out of ten, you're going to work on their crappy engine instead of working on Unreal Engine 5. Matt, do you think that this might be finally like a shift for 
EA is finally because didn't um, Respawn's already kind of bucked that. Like it, Respawn basically told them to go fuck off. Yeah. When, when they're on the on the Frostbite thing, we're like, we're making Jedi Fallen Order in Unreal. Yeah. Like, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made Titanfall obviously in the Source Engine. So, um, yeah, Respawn has never really been on board with any of that, and there's not much you can do about it, especially after Apex Legends. What can right. you do? What can you tell? It's like, clearly, they're the ones that know what's going on. So, it sounds like so- somewhere in there, someone finally woke up and realized that the Frostbite engine can't, can't do what they needed to do. What they needed to do. And I can't even imagine trying to get an Iron Man game to work on that. Like, the, the tools for that. <laughs> I mean, Amy Hennig says the tools to have somebody, like, climb over an obstacle weren't in in there they had right. to build that they had to build that by hand because like yeah. any engine can pretty much do anything as long as you build the tools to make that happen in the engine yep the problem that like hennig and them had was they had to build all these tools to have it to let you do because they were it was built to make battlefield yeah and need for speed to some degree so you had to like they didn't have like stuff for like third person stuff you know they didn't it wasn't built for that so they had to build all these tools to let you make a third person game and then they all got fired and i remember her saying afterwards she's like the thing that pisses me off is that everyone who works on frostbite 2 can like use all the tools we build and we never got to use them to make our game that does suck um but i can i can't even imagine trying to put an iron man game together in that that thing I mean, you'd have to you'd be working for years just to get the the tools in place to like implement anything yeah by the way unreal engine 5 is already there by the way this b-roll is not ea's iron man this is iron man vr but we just wanted which i'd love to play on the new system because i bet it would load faster that was the main problem with the with the game was that the literally had minute and a half long load times yeah and you're just standing and there's a black screen you're just standing there in the darkness (laughs) in your fucking vr headset you're like what is this people it does seem like respawn broke the seal for the rest of the studios at ea yeah and, and the now, constant success of Respawn, like you, there's no argument against it right. at this point. Yeah, you can, there is no argument against it. So the the bottom line here is that this could not change. that executives need reason right to do that. <laughs> <That's> but <true. laughs> the bottom line here is this could be the bow breaking for all of EA's games going forward. They could improve. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like there's or, no downside. Or at least to this. have different problems. Right. Yeah. That? Like, <laughs> That's true. So this could end up being a big deal. I know, as someone who wants an Iron Man game really badly, this is encouraging. And how weird is it that there hasn't been one since the first movie? I mean, how weird is it that the only B-roll in the TriCaster that we've had for eight years is an Iron Man Mm. VR game? Like, I'm sure I could dig up footage of Marvel's Avengers of Iron Man, but... Yeah, but I don't don't think it's... You know, the the MCU is the most successful film franchise in history. Mm -hmm. And the video game support for it has been a abysmal i know like it's a terrible it's there's star so wars is finally starting to get to where it should be star although star wars again was ea's fault mm-hmm. i mean yeah again you could right. never have imagined when you handed that license to ea in 20, 2013 happen? that they'd get like four <laughs> games out in a decade yeah pretty sad like just amazing yep it really is uh so anyway maybe a ray of hope for EA's games going Two of those forward. Games are the same game. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean really I think with EA it comes for a long time like, it came down to money. They're like, why mm. would we pay to license one of these engines when we have this awesome engine in house that everybody should yeah. be using? I and, mean, I'm sure that's why Frostbite 2 was built. Like mm-hmm. that was the idea. But like at a certain point you gotta acknowledge you the idea failed. Yeah, it was a bad idea. And yep. it took them about eight years longer than that should have. Yep. So anyway, some encouraging news for a new Iron Man game. My guess is we won't see, we'll probably see the game next year, like a trailer Mm -hmm. or something. And then two years from then, probably the game will come out. My guess is like end of this gen release. Yeah, I think it'll come out right as 
Right as the kids who grew up with Iron Man are too old to care about it, but <laughs> too soon for them to have d- d- nostalgia disposable income for yeah. it. Just yeah. it'll hit right in that part where it, it'll hit right in like this year and a half window where the only possible year and a half window across the last 25 years where an Iron Man game could fail. Yeah. That's, that's, my, that's my prediction. <laughs> Encouraging. Uh, another story from It'd this probably week. Probably pretty good, but yeah. that doesn't mean it's going to sell. Uh, another story from this week, Matt and I always talk about how kind of the B-tier game has disappeared. You either have these big budget games or you have indie games. Um, and that middle tier that existed through the early aughts, which kept release calendars packed for years and years, those games have kind of disappeared. Um, but this week we were reminded that, that they haven't completely disappeared. Those... Oh, I don't know if I call this B. This <laughs> well, is... as it turns out, this is like Z-level game. Mm-hmm. And it's a game called Skull Island Rise of Kong. It is a King Kong game that when they put out the debut trailer, our blurb on Sifted was like, what the F is this? Like, this game looks like a piece of trash. And as it turns out, it is a piece of trash. It was based on a cartoon. Like, there's apparently a King Kong cartoon called Skull Island. Oh, there is? Yeah. Um, I didn't know about it. So this was licensed schlock? This is licensed from from a cartoon. Interesting. I, I was not aware of that. I don't actually know where you would find that cart. I guess some streaming service somewhere. Universal? Maybe. Whatever. I don't know. Who owns the rights to that? Universal owns King Kong. Okay. Um, well, as it turns out, this game is, is abysmal, as I as we had guessed when we wrote the blurb for the debut trailer. And as it turns out, the reason it's abysmal is because it was created by 20 people in 12 months. Mm-hmm. Publisher Game Mill has really been put through the ringer this week after people Which have discovered... It's an amazing name for a game that the company... I mean, it's perfect, that. isn't it? Yeah. It's the perfect name for a publisher that would make a game with 20 people in 12 months game mill like it's like let's just get rid of the creativity of making games and let's just turn it into a machine and that's what they've done with this game um it's been interesting for instance like most publications never would have covered this game but because it started getting all this publicity Mm -hmm. because it's so bad now all of a sudden every outlet's covering it everyone's doing video reviews of it everyone's doing coverage of the game people are posting Mm -hmm. news stories about it so i guess my question at the end is did game mill play it right i don't think they did that intentionally but it's you know that you're going to get a lot further with outright incompetence (laughs) than you're going to get with mediocrity right People want to cover the worst and the best. Yeah. I mean, if this game were just a mediocre King Kong game, it would have probably got no coverage at all. And now, morbid curiosity may get the best of some people, and some people may actually plunk down their money. As you know, this trailer doesn't do it justice. Like, this is actually pretty well-chosen footage. Like, if you watch the actual footage online with, like, that cutscene with a still frame in it and stuff, it's amazing. (laughs) Um, I should also note that there's a bunch of stuff going around, like IGN and some places are posting news stories about that new Walking Dead game, mm-hmm. Walking Dead Destinies or whatever. Yeah, the one where that's, you can change the TV yeah, show. That's this this same company. Oh, geez. That's Game Mill. So <laughs> buckle up, kids. <laughs> yeah, that's not looking encouraging at all. Um, <laughs> so it, it's, it is kind of an interesting dichotomy where it's like if you make a game bad enough, you get a bunch of free marketing, mm-hmm. and then maybe you actually end up selling more of the game than you would have if it was just like in the middle of the pack. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> License games. 12 months only. 20 people. Whatever you end up with, well, we ship. That's, yeah. That's our And that's then we the hope Kotaku writes a scathing article about yeah. it to get us free marketing for our game. Because it has kind of been a part of the lexicon for the last week, this game, oddly enough. It's very rare. I think a lot of it is just, again, morbid curiosity. Because we just don't really get games this bad anymore. Like, mm-hmm. even the indie games are, like, way better than this generally. Well, most games now is, like... 
that costs so much that it's like if you if you screw one up, your company might go away. Mm-hmm. You can't afford to do bigger bets. Games. Yeah. Um, so it's very interesting to see a game this bad be released. Normally they'd be just canceled. Mm-hmm. They would just <laughs> put them out. But I guess Game Mill was like, it's not like they'd had a bunch of money tied up in it and it was a big investment or anything. I don't know what yeah, they're thinking. It's probably just contractually it had to come out. Maybe. That. Maybe they saw it, you're right, with the license that they got yeah. or something. They're like, well, it has to come out and there you go. But anyway, I do not recommend that you indulge your own morbid curiosity and go buy Skull Island Rise of Kong. I think what you just saw in that B-roll was enough. So anyway, kind of an interesting thing to see how a game that's really bad can get more attention than games that are pretty good. (laughs) That's kind of crazy to think about. Mm. Um, Next up, another thing that was kind of a little disheartening from this week is that we found out that City Skylines 2, which comes out today, I believe, yeah, I think, so, or like last night. And it's on Game Pass as well, if you want to give it a go. It's just a world-building sim or whatever. The first Cities game was pretty dang, dang good. Like, it was okay at launch, but it got really good over time with all the uh, patches and the DLC and everything they added to it. It's actually, the the first one is a really good world-builder. Well, they have the sequel coming out. It's out maybe today. And they admitted this week that the game runs like crap and that they have made the decision to release it anyway. How do you feel about that, Matt? Um, well, as someone who doesn't care about these city builder games anymore, I don't really. But react right, to I'm it, not saying like, I, how do you feel about a city builder? I'm saying, how do you feel about a game developer admitting that the game is broken and not finished, and that they're just like, screw it, we're going to release it anyway? Yeah, as long as they admit it. Yeah. I mean, it feels like you know, as long as you're telling people what they're getting, and maybe you know, saying you're going mean, to still going to work on it. I saw some weird comment from them about like. Oh, we actually think we're gonna we're thirty frames per second is fine for this kind of game, so we're not gonna really bother pushing past that. What? And I was like, uh, on PC for now, or like forever, forever. Like, what does that mean? Like, it really um, sounds like their engine just can't handle it. Um, why? Well, like an engine can do anything you want. It, it sounds more like there's a software issue here beyond that. Like, well, if you go down to street level on in this game, it gets ugly fast. Mm-hmm. Like the the dogs on the street are made out of like ten polygons, and I mean it looks like they've already well, cut point, it to the bone. Well, at a certain point, why don't you just take dogs off the street? Like, <laughs> there... I mean the humans don't look any better. My point is, is that it looks like they've already cut the polygon budget to the bone, mm-hmm. to the bare minimum, and they still can't get the game to run well. Which well, is why my, I feel like they've thrown up their hands. My developer friends, uh, because this has been a subject of discussion, because I do know some people who are very into the city building thing, and they've been some of them have been be like, like one guy was just like, you can make an engine do basically anything as long as the tools are there. He's like, this is a, this is a programming issue. Like, he's really? like so they're just not like, good enough. He's like, if you, he's like, well, somebody didn't you didn't put this in and and stress test it out. His theory is you didn't stress test it out large enough. Okay. Um, or there's some kind of scaling thing where when you zoom in, it's still simulating everything as though it's all zoomed in, mm-hmm. and that's overloading everything. Interesting. Because like it's like the whole map is zoomed in this close, but it's not just you know because most games you would not render or worry about anything it's called occlusion calling yeah yeah but if you're if you've built this thing to simulate everything all the time and that's somehow tied to rendering it or or the simulation is still happening as a physics simulation you might be taxing something while you're doing i mean he doesn't those are i mean that's an advanced technique I yeah, mean, that but there's, those good are developers things, know how to. But those are things that it's like you know we don't know anything about their engine or, or right. how, their process on any of this. You don't know how far back you'd have to go to change that. It's true. You know, so they, it may they may be stuck with it because code for games like code for pretty much anything. It's like dominoes. You change something in the code, it has a trickle down effect on the rest of the code in a lot of cases. Yeah, it's so like it's not. 
It's like that one. I can't remember what game it was. Like an older, like Half Life or Doom or one of those older games. Is it Half Life or Team Fortress or something? But like, there's a there's a random like fruit or something. If you go and like, if you no clip through the map, there's a room with like a, a, a tomato or like an apple or something. Mm-hmm. And if you remove it, the game doesn't work anymore. <laughs> and it turned that out, shows you though. That's... And it turned out that it was just like, yeah, if you remove that, the game doesn't work. So we just left it there. Yeah. And like, it, sometimes it really is that weird. Yep. It's not as easy to fix as you think. It's like yeah. It's it's complicated, but still, that's their job. I mean, that's. <laughs> You're supposed to be able to do that if you make video games. So just a word of caution. If you're interested in buying City Skylines 2 here in the next couple days, you might want to wait um, because the performance is really bad. And um, yeah, and also it's on Game Pass. So maybe the better idea is to get Game Pass for a month, give it a go and see if you if you can tolerate the uh, issues with the technical side of the game or if you just enjoy the game at all before diving in and plunking down the money for it. But I do know that Cities 1 has a huge audience. It sold millions and millions. Yeah, it might be better copies. to just stick to that. Yeah. Because that's got a huge mod community and like the, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot in here that like replaces Yeah, there's not a whole that. lot that's like breaking new ground. I mean, yeah. it's hard to break ground in city builders at this point. Mm-hmm. Like the changes are very minute. So might be better to stick with the original or again, get Game Pass for a month and give the new one a go before you decide to spend your money on it. Uh, next up, Payday 3 we covered a few weeks ago here on Game Face. I was disappointed in the amount of content in the game. I enjoyed the time that I had, but I played it for like a few hours and I had gone through all the missions and I was like, now what? Well, apparently I'm not alone, Matt, because Payday 3 has already lost 90% of its audience on Steam. This morning there was a story published that Payday 2 right now has three times the players of Payday 3. Hmm. What lessons can be learned from this, Matt? Don't make Payday 4. (laughs) Um, that was, I mean, that's the thing is like, they should have just, Payday 2 was fine. Like, and also Payday 3 took too long. Yeah. Like, how long was that in Oh, like 11 years between yeah. entries. Yeah. Like, that got to the point that seeing the Payday 3 booth on the way into the E3 hall was just sort of like, yep, there it is again. Like, <laughs> again, yeah. It's like that period where seeing the Firefall booth was there and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you again. Okay. Like, well, the other thing, too, is the studio that makes Payday is in deep financial crap. It mm. needs P- Payday 3 to hit to well, basically stay alive. You would be, too, if you went to E3 like seven times yeah. and didn't release anything. Well, it took too long for them to make Payday 3, and over time, the, the money from Payday 2 started to dwindle and they they weren't making a lot of money from it anymore there's too much competition it it i mean to be you know i I know it isn't as you go forward in in the game as you said but like just looking at the thing it looks very vanilla Mm -hmm. in terms of kind of a co-op you know four against the world sort of thing um it's very hard to look at this and see why you'd play this over any of the myriad other you know cooperative you know, kind of get you know Shooters. online games. Like there's so, <laughs> there's so many dozens of them. Of them yeah, and Payday Two was kind of unique at the time, mm-hmm. uh, and now it's that, not. And now it's just sort of yeah. Even the heist shooter. I mean, Grand Theft Auto Online launched basically as a heist shooter. Yeah, it's, it's also, completely different now. It's but. also I hate to say this, but it's also largely referencing Heat and The Dark Knight, uh, which are two old movies that people don't really know as well anymore. You're right. Yeah, like the kids don't know. The kids probably know Dark Knight. Okay, maybe. But like, that movie's 15 years old. I know. It's crazy. So Payday 3 is not doing well. I honestly think the only thing they need to do is just launch more missions. But if it took them 11 years to get like eight missions together? Yeah, I would love to know what the 11 years were 
spent doing like it's hard to believe that it took that long to make the missions but then like it's not like the gameplay was some kind of reinventing the i don't know what took that long i think it's the nintendo conundrum that nintendo used to have where it needed to support two things at once it used to have to support a handheld and a console they were trying to keep payday 2 alive with new content while they were building payday 3 Mm. and my guess is the team just wasn't big enough to be able to do it so I think that that was just one of those catch-22s where they're like, well, can we bail on Payday 2 so we can concentrate on Payday 3 and get it done? No, we need that money coming in. Like, if Payday 2 had a longer tail or if they had just got Payday 3 done within, like, six years instead of 11 years, maybe they would have been all right. But Mm -hmm. as it sits right now, it is not doing well. And again, this studio really needs this game to hit for it to do well. However, I will say this. I was surprised at how the game sold like retail because it was also and i think it still is on game pass mm-hmm. but it's so i think it was the fifth or sixth best-selling game from last month or something like i was shocked it sold for like 30 dollars. i think it was like cheaper or whatever I, you know there's a huge contention of people that just don't trust digital games or don't trust like you know something like game pass to give them a game routinely forever yeah so i think people buying games is still going to be a thing for quite some time were you surprised at the sales of Starfield? No. Because it also sold like gangbusters despite no. being on Game Pass. No, people who want to want to own Starfield are going to own Starfield. That's got to be encouraging for Microsoft to see that, mm-hmm. the sales of Starfield. I bought it. Not, I mean, a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. Millions and millions of people bought it. And Microsoft, I'm sure... Apparently those watches are starting to break already, though. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, that's sort of... Look, I... I I have bought the Pip-Boy editions of the Fallout games. I know those things aren't going to last that long. Like, it's fine. Like, it should last longer, but they don't. That's just how it goes. Um, J. Reed Vic 7 brings up that the Lord of the Rings Gollum is another example of a terrible game that made it to Mm -hmm. market. You're absolutely right. That is another example. But that was also when it landed. We were like, what? We haven't seen a game like this in forever. You're right, though. We have two examples in, like, a six or seven month time frame, which is crazy. A lot of people are saying that, like, you know, Gollum is arguably worse because it's not as entertaining as Rise of Kong. <laughs> I, can, like, I can see that. Gollum, there was nothing fun about it. No, it's just sort of a slog. It's just ugly and just awkward and janky. And yeah, yeah the, the the time frame on some of this is very. I mean, like so. I mean, we saw um, the other day uh, uh, Star Citizen people. Did Squadron Forty Two might actually is, be done? No, Squadron Forty Two <laughs> is feature complete. So it's still borked and and busted? Everything you're going to be able to do in the game is in the game. Now they have to make the game. Work. Basically. Like... (laughs) It could be years. That was a big That's announcement, years. though. But I'm like, I'm just saying, like, I, I was digging through some threads on forums about that that I've been at. Like, there are things. There's a there's a moment thing where I there's things I posted that are like from from half a decade ago and then like there's a period where i don't post in the thread for two years and that's still four years ago when i returned from that yeah. and like there's a whole there's a thing from like 2013 where i'm basically like i don't know like yeah you know, it's i'll give it a slim chance over none because it's chris roberts and chris roberts has actually de- delivered in the past and like mm-hmm. and someone responds um has chris roberts even shipped a game in the last decade and i'm like 10 years later that question is still relevant. <laughs> Amazing. That's funny. Um, that is 12 years. Yeah. 12 years to get to feature complete. The people, the, the actors who are in that game probably don't remember doing that mocap. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't know if that is encouraging for Microsoft. It would depend on what kind of a bump they got for Game Pass 
with Starfield. Yeah, I don't know. Because if you don't get a bump on Game Pass with Starfield and everybody buys it instead, is that actually good if your strategy is Game Pass? I mean, you still made money, so yeah. it's fine. But it's 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 kind of... It's data, one yeah. way or the other. It's revenue and data, one way or the other. So I guess it's sort of a win-win. But like, if your whole strategy is hinging on Game Pass, I don't know. I mean, also, we don't know what Game Pass numbers are in that regard. You're right. But And here's a little tidbit, though. The CEO of Microsoft changed his contract so that he is no longer receiving bonuses based upon the growth of Game Pass. Mm, that's a good clue. Yeah. So we'll see how it all plays out, but that was kind of interesting to see how well it sold. I mean, outwardly, you first think about it, like, that's great because you're making the money on Game Pass and you're selling the game, but if your goal is to grow Game Pass and people are like, screw that, I just want this mm-hmm. game. I mean, the change the change to that contract would indicate to me not that, like, Game Pass is failing, but because that, but that they think, he thinks at least that Game Pass... The growth. Revenue growth is going to be plateauing. Or tough to yeah. budge. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got some good news for if you're a Souls-like player, if you enjoy Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, Elden Ring, you're not alone. Um, two Souls-like games from the last month have already sold a million copies. Both Lies of P and Lords of the Fallen have already sold a million units, Matt. That... It seems like if you create a competent Souls-like, you've just got a million sales in the bag. It seems like it. It seems like there's just you enough. You create a competent Spider-Man game, you get 2.5 million in the bag in the first day. Yeah, exactly. Um, but look, if you're a smaller developer and you're trying to figure out what kind of games should we make, um, it seems like Souls-likes are probably your, um, your ticket. You sort of, but I would argue that they're not easy to make. Yeah. And you better be on the level because, you know, like as much as I didn't particularly enjoy Lies of P, um, it's still technically competent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still, you know, more or less functions. Oh, it looks good. Um, and I think if you like the combat, it plays fine. I just hated it. Yeah. Well, I, I just think it's a kind of a, a, I think it's a faded Xerox of Bloodborne gameplay wise. Um, there are people that don't agree with that, and that's fine. But, um, like it's this is not just anybody can you, you can't just churn you can't rise a kong these things so i don't <laughs> we have think, a new catchphrase i don't think it's that simple <laughs> we have a new verb calling you got rise of kong mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't think it's that simple but i do think i think there is an open market for it in the sense that from's never going to make this format again you don't like, think I like think, the, the throwback more linear style no, they're, they're yeah. gonna make elden ring forever yeah not, El- and, not why the, wouldn't they <laughs> right like, but i'm saying every every from game that is a, like a, a souls style game i think every single one of them is going to be an open world elden ring clone yeah um like i said about lords of the fallen like you know i can see it. there's an alternate timeline where dark souls 4 is that mm-hmm. instead of right. elden ring yeah and if that if you like that more than the open world thing, that's your ticket. If you and, and also, I think that's kind of weirdly leaves a, a niche for them, where if you want to keep making this same formula over and over again, I don't think From's going to return to it anytime yeah. soon. So you're you kind of got the feel to yourself as long as you you just need to make something that like plays well enough, and you need to make something that catches the eye. Mm-hmm. So and Liza P knows that uh, in the sense of like it did well enough in terms of cloning Bloodborne gameplay wise mm-hmm. but more importantly it's visually striking it's it's something you remember when you see it 
A lot of these uh, games think, are all think, starting to look the same. Well, I think Eliza P does that better than Lords of the Fallen. Yeah. Lords of the Fallen looks good because it's got the Unreal 5 thing, and it actually does look really nice in terms of, like, kind of being a, a new-gen exclusive thing. Yeah. But, um... And the art is good. It is it's good, just but derivative. It, it's just the same old Dark Fantasy yeah. thing we've seen a bunch of times. It's like I said last week. It's like, what happens if you make a Souls-like that isn't Dark Fantasy? Mm-hmm. Do people care? It feels like you almost have to make it look this way to really resonate with the fan base. Sort of, but I think whoever figures that out first, whoever figures out a way to do, like, I don't know, the Jet Set Radio of Dark Souls right. is going to make a million. They'll make, a, gonna lot make a lot of money. Yeah. I, th- I think th- something changing that up, but still sort of being as technically solid, uh, that's your next That's yeah. your next breakout hit. But um, as of right now... What that is, I don't know, or I'd be making it yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's something there. There's something to, to, to find in there. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But as of right now, Dark Fantasy Souls likes. If you're a mid-range studio, probably the safest subgenre or genre that you could make right now. I still don't really agree with that because I really? think I think they're very hard to do. Selling a million and copies it, is a lot, man. Million copies is a lot, but, but you got in a couple you, weeks, right? But you got to be good. The yeah. game has to be good, mm-hmm. like and and it's way too easy to just make a shitty dark. Like if you don't nail those hitboxes, if you don't get that right, if you don't please that that core fan base. It's not going to sell a million copies. So By I would way, say I, the, the degree of difficulty, degree of difficulty is very high on that. Luna, for the first time, just let me pet her. Yeah. For the first time in the middle of our show, she just let me pet her. It takes her a while. <laughs> Apparently, it takes a long while. She's like, if I'm going to scratch your footlight, I guess I'll let you pet me. Hmm. <laughs> so anyway, congratulations to the teams behind both Lies of P. Um, and the crazy part too is that Lords of the Fallen. You know, to have the same title of a game come out like a decade later yeah. and still well, do well, like that's... Well, luckily nobody remembers that game. Yeah. So the first, the first Souls clone. Mm-hmm. Really. Um, it was too early. Yeah. It's really crazy to think about. It hadn't, you know, the critical, that's the thing is Elden Ring creates the critical mass that can allow you to get like kind of a million mm-hmm. curiosity purchases yeah. there is way. look there's a built-in audience for these games that are going to give yeah. your game a chance and i think more there are there is a contingent of souls fans that do not like the elden ring model that do not like the open world they want that curated linear experience mm-hmm. and if you're if your team is good enough to make something on par uh or at least in the same ballpark as what from makes uh, yeah, I think there's I think there's opportunity there. Yeah, but you better you better have the chops. Yeah, like you better have the skill to, yeah. to make something that that uh, is in that same ballpark because otherwise you're gonna get torn apart. Yeah, um, and then our final piece I told you it was shorter today. Our housekeeping, our final piece of news for housekeeping um, is that a former Bethesda developer who worked on Starfield and had worked at Bethesda for years and years said that the reason they revealed the Elder Scrolls Six so early is because of fans. Literally, he says the only reason that they put together this little teaser trailer was because they were being harassed by fans so relentlessly. He also said that Elder Scrolls VI is going to be more similar to Skyrim than people may guess. How do you feel about that? I don't even know what that means. He said the magic system is going to be pretty much the same. All right. Um, I mean, that was fine. Yeah. It was Skyrim's with a top-selling games of all time it still holds up for the most part mm-hmm. um sure i mean the, the main thing that needed work was the com- was the the combat yeah the first person combat in uh skyrim leaves a lot to be desired i mean you can mod the game into a third person action adventure now if it, it works pretty well mm-hmm. like it's it's remarkable it's all in there 
Yeah. Like, you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like, there's people that have turned this thing into basically Dark Souls. Wow. Um, and it works. Huh. Like, it actually feels okay. Um, I don't think I'd want to play a 200-hour game like that, but, like, yeah. you, can, you can do it. Um, you should see some of these, like, modded to hell playthroughs where it's like, you, you don't recognize it. I've it's, seen footage of the game from with crazy mods. You're right, you don't mm-hmm. recognize it. It looks like a completely different game. So, yeah, I mean, that's fine. It, that's fine. Like, the magic system, I think they've pretty much nailed for this game. Mm-hmm. And it took them a long time because the magic in Oblivion sucked. Mm-hmm. The magic in Morrowind wasn't much better because um, you couldn't play a pure mage for, for until Skyrim in this series. Like, it, the, like the mana was just too limited. Mm-hmm. And finally... In this, like, I, my first character in Skyrim was a pure mage. I didn't use a weapon for, like, 150 hours. Yeah. And I was just throwing fireballs at people the whole time. And it was great. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think they really need to mess with that. Uh, that's fine. Also, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm sure the fans were part of it, but it really always felt to me like they announced Starfield and this alongside each other that year because that was the year Fallout 76 came out, and they knew they needed to give somebody, everybody something to look at that wasn't just Fallout 76 because they knew what Fallout 76 was going to turn Well, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because he also commented on Fallout 76, and he said that it was like a, that nobody saw it coming at Bethesda. He said that their hubris was so over out of bounds that they were completely caught off guard by... That's crazy. Yep. He was like... No one in the studio thought people were going to hate Fallout 76. That's crazy. I couldn't believe like, it. What I was like, really? Are you on? It's like the thing that came out this week that like everybody at Marvel was blindsided by the fact that nobody liked Quantum Mania very much. <laughs> I was like, did you watch the yeah, fucking hello. movie? Dude, like what? <laughs> I mean, I didn't hate Ant Man three or anything, but yeah. it's just like, yeah, that was not very good. And there's a reason. For, I, I can I can I can tell you why. And I've only seen it the one time. Yeah. But I've seen other Ant-Man movies, and the appeal of Ant-Man is seeing big and small things in the world that are like not supposed to be big and small. When you put them in a weird fantasy world, that all goes away. Yeah, I don't care how big he is compared to like the fucking quantum mushroom. Yeah, like what? What are you thinking? <laughs> well, we got a rare peek inside the machinations of Bethesda from this guy. That's remarkable. Uh-huh. Like, like I feel bad about that in the sense that like I've always kind of assumed that there was something uh, where like. Um, uh, where, where they felt like forced to, to do something like that because of how Fallout 76 was probably going to be re- re- received. Yeah. And now I guess it was because they, they wanted the fans to leave them alone. Like, why would you think, have they left you alone? No. Of course not. I mean, a little bit maybe. It depends on how harassed, how much harassment yeah. they were getting beforehand, I guess. But I mean, it is so pretty. Just, what's the alternative, though? Instead, now we have this teaser trail that we've run literally like 500 times on Game mm-hmm. Face, and we're years away from the game still. Is it better to, like, appease the fans and say, yeah, it's coming, like, even though it's not even in development? Even though yet? we all knew it was coming. It's like, yeah, what does it's it like, change? Yeah. They're not going to make another Elder Scrolls? Like, hello. Yeah. No of course se- they are. No sequel to one of the top selling games of all time? <laughs> like, are you out of your like? It's really wow. weird. It's funny how fandom, though, in in this industry, I think more than any other entertainment industry, how fandom can affect the end result of things in games. Mm-hmm. It feels like fans are more powerful in gaming than any other medium. Yeah, we we should really learn to ignore them. Yeah, more than any more than anything else. Like, yeah, um, as we as they say in in film, it's like uh, listen to the audience when they t- tell you something's wrong, mm-hmm. but never listen to them when they tell you how to fix how it. to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they never know. Yeah. Or they would be doing it. Or they'd be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's it for our housekeeping. As I said, it was going to be shorter today, and it was. Before we get going into the bulk of the show and start talking about these three awesome games on the show today, let's check in with you guys. Um, Kevin Rafa says, a loser of your football bet should play Call Skong Island. Yep. That's not a bad punishment for the loser. Um, one Supermaster Gamer, thank you for Twitch Prime. 
Um, Vincent says, Iron Man VR got ported to Quest, and it's apparently much better. That's good to hear. Hopefully, the load times couldn't be much worse. No. <laughs> um, LynnJeff99, thank you for Twitch Prime. Um, MKNS asks Squadrons. Yes, that's the Star Wars uh, fighter game that we, we were talking about mm. from Motive, right? Yeah. But, yeah, Squadrons, yeah. Um... Cinetype says I'm in Portugal and I'm able to use Prime. Yeah, it seems like it's really on a country-by-country country basis on whether it works or not, which is a little weird. Uh, Gerzilla, I think I, I already thanked you, but I'll thank you again. And do we got any more here before we get going? Um, it doesn't... Oh, yep, there are more. Erebus Jones, thank you. Um, Emperor Dread, thank you. Um, Retro Current Gamer says half a billion to make the game engine. Now they have to script the game. <laughs> He's talking about Star Citizen, I guess, mm -hmm. there. Um, yep, <laughs> it, which is insane. I feel really bad for the people who got suckered into that. Was, uh, I think he was talking about the frostbite thing. Oh, the frostbite yeah. thing. Yeah, they may have spent more than that building frostbite. Uh, the Abram just in Microsoft's Q1 2024 fiscal earnings. Windows OEM up 4%. Devices revenue down 22%. Does that include Xbox? No, gaming revenue up 9%. And then Xbox content and services up 13%. Xbox hardware down 7%. Interesting. Yeah. Those are some interesting numbers. So devices is everything they make hard. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rock and roll four five eight. I don't think we can judge Game Pass's revenue potential ceiling until it fully embraces mobile. Fair. I agree. I think we can still make some inferences now, but I don't think we can pass final judgment. You're right. Um, what else we got here from y'all? First time chat from Lurkija or Lurkija. Um, I still like Steel Rising most of all the souls like Spider's Jank beats Normal Jank. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm surprised it's the first time that you've uh, commented on Game Face because Matt and I are longtime Spider's fans. We yeah. have been waiting for them to sort of crest the B-level game that they've been making for the last like 15 years. It yeah, just that, doesn't seem like it can get over the hump. Their next one, like I've been saying for three three games now, their next one. Yeah, the next game. We always think it's the next one, and the next one is just Steel, like the Steel one. Steel Rising prior. doesn't really count. I mean, I do. I actually do, do like Steel Rising better than Lies of P and yeah. uh, and Lords of the Fallen. I would say, but um, I um, their next one is is an act, one of their. He was talking about Star Citizen, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the the next one is they're doing is going to be a, more of a standard RPG, like they did with like. Um, Greedfall, Greedfall Two, actually. Is what I yeah. So I, I, I wonder if they're finally going to kind of hit some Mass Effect One level stuff with that, because yeah. they've been getting close. Um, Silk Snake says that Ireland doesn't have Amazon. That's crazy. Hmm. I thought it was everywhere, especially for a country as big as Ireland. Interesting. Sometimes, Fruit sometimes Ireland's smarter than you think. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Fruit Eater, thank you for Twitch Prime. That's awesome, man. Appreciate it. And Shane A twenty eight, thank you for Twitch Prime as well. We appreciate it. Uh, let's see. I think we're just about ready to kick things off here, people. Spider. We got a big show. We're going to talk about Spider-Man, or Marvel Spider-Man 2 first. But before then, here's a word from our sponsor, LS Cream. LS Cream is a fine cream liqueur created by fellow gamer and sifter, Stevens Charles. It's inspired by an ancestral recipe from Haiti called Cray Mass and a double gold winner for its original taste at the New York Wine and Spirit International Competition. Ellis Cream can be enjoyed on the rocks or as a mixer for drinks with its rich blend of fresh cream and neutral grain spirits with notes of coconut, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. It's great in coffee or to make espresso martinis. 
To learn more, discover amazing drink recipes, or to track down your own bottle using a handy store locator, head to creamls.com sifted. That's creamls.com sifted. So every time we run the LS Cream ad in chat, Eric Cartmenez always posts Cray Mass with a little funny, I'll, I'll put it up so you guys can see it. I'm wondering why you do that, Eric. Um, I don't know if you're saying I'm pronouncing it incorrectly because I actually asked Steve, the owner of LS Cream, how to pronounce it correctly because I had no idea. <laughs> Are you saying that we're pronouncing it wrong? Um, I just wonder because I notice that you do it every single episode. You uh, post Cray Mass in the comments. And is that, who is that? Is that, um, I don't know who that little icon is. It looks like it could be Kyle Bossman, maybe. It looks the guy like pointing? It. What'd you say? The guy pointing or the guy freaking out? The guy pointing, yeah. I don't know. It looks like it could be Kyle Bossman, actually. I don't know. It is Bossman, apparently. It is Kyle. Okay. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> I wonder where you got those from. Maybe from Easy Allies' uh, Twitch. I don't know. But um, anyway, maybe later on in chat you can share with us why you always post Cray Mask. But anyway, unfortunately... I was not able to go tailgate with AJ the Legend for the Ram Steelers game, so I couldn't tailgate with uh, LS Cream. But I can tell you right now that if you do take it to a tailgate, you'll be a big hit. I promise you, everywhere I take it, people love it. Ask me what it is, where it came from, how I got it, how they can get it. And you can do the same thing by heading to creamls.com sifted. Store locators there, how to order it online there, drink recipes there, the history of cream ass on there. Um, it's a really cool website and it's a great liqueur. So jump on it, get yourself some LS cream. You definitely won't regret it. And now it's time for us to kick off the show proper with again, I think one of the biggest episodes of 2023. As you can see by the lower third there, we're going to start things off with Marvel's Spider-Man 2 just came out on Friday. Matt, I'm surprised to hear you have not finished it. Well, it's longer than you think. It is longer. That's the first thing we should say. It is longer than you think. Um, a lot of people, and even, I think I even mentioned maybe a couple weeks ago that I was like, you know, games are $70 now or 12, 15 hour games. Okay. at $70. We both said, yeah, that's fine. It's longer than that. It took me around 20 hours to finish the game. Mm -hmm. And I did complete a lot of side missions um, because they just, they're there. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, why not? While you're swinging through the city, why not stop down and stop some crime or whatever or well, stop? Well, a lot of the side missions, the, like the actual side missions are fairly good story they are things yeah uh, despite what twitter would have you believe yeah i have never seen such desperation in a console war situation like <laughs> like there are people posting all this weird shit about bugs and spider-man and like how terrible the writing is and all that and i'm like and you look into their their profiles and it's all people that you know a month ago were saying starfield's the greatest game mm -hmm. ever made and look i'm playing 150 hours of starfield i, I love starfield but if you were trying to tear this, like, good luck, people. Because it's like, yeah, people getting on bikes, leaving the, the the mission path in the middle of a mission to ride up on the L train and ram a train so they get, like, knocked off and ride around an invisible bike and claim that it's a broken game. And it's just like, yeah, if you if you ride your They're bike a mile and a half off the yeah. mission path, and, like, the fact that it doesn't just reset you back in the path is, like, that's impressive on its, on its own. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's more sad, though. Those people. Or those people spending the money to buy the game so they can make the game look bad. Yeah. Especially because, like, okay, you, so you clearly have a PS5. Right. You've also bought the PS. Yeah. I, I'll never understand console wars. I never have. I never will. Um, 
I don't know why people act this way over video game consoles. I, I'll never get it. As long as I work in this industry, I'll still never understand it. Um, but the reason they're freaking out is because this game is awesome. <laughs> Let's just be honest. That's why they're freaking out. They can see the game with their own two eyes, and they can see. One, I think, Matt, maybe it's the best-looking game ever released. It's up there. Is that hyperbole? Am I being I crazy saying that? I don't know if this looks better than Cyberpunk maxed out on a PC, but I bet when this is maxed out on a PC, it will. I can't believe how good this game looks on PlayStation. This is easily mm. the best-looking next-gen console game. And it's funny because like it, it had like a weird bad first impression briefly, but after the big opening scene with Sandman, which is crazy, at the very beginning... Oh, spoilers, Matt! You can't goes, uh, talk about Sandman! It, uh, I, I to, cut him out of this B-roll and you, you spoiled it anyway. <laughs> no, it, none of that's a spoiler. Um, also, the demo they showed you is from, like, two-thirds of the way through the game. The lizard Longer chase even, I think. from that is the end of Act 2. Yeah. So, just like the, the scene with the villains escaping from the raft in the first game. Right. Like, that's really late in the game. Yeah. So I, was I was shocked when I that. played through yeah. that demo in the game. I was I thought it, was, it wasn't in the game. So, this scene, actually, when he wa- that shot, when he first walks in, something happened in mine. It doesn't look like it here, but something happened where there's something wrong with his face. And it really? was like PS2 flat. Really? And I was like, what happened to Peter's face? And then the next shot, it was fine. Well, let's scroll back here. Is it's, it when he just walks in the door? When he, right when he bursts in the door on my on my game, this, the, his his face looked like a cartoon. I didn't even notice it. It's not in because it's not in this. It's footage. really it not. Was only on mine. It was weird. A, it only happened on my my copies. It was a glitch or something. It's the only glitch I've run into uh, that I can think of. I found some glitches and some problems. Like when he runs in, his face was like yeah, he's fine. In my it's in my fine footage. there. But on yeah. mine, his face was like. Like, I can't quite... It was like a 2D... It looked like like a character model face from, like, the PS3. Interesting. I'm like, what happened to Peter's face? And, and in that shot, and then in this shot, it went back it to disappeared. Like It disappeared. It went back it to like, normal? It, it was like unre- it was an Unreal Engine moment. It took a second to load in. Yeah. Other which, than uh, that, which mode did nothing. you play in? I'm in performance. I played in quality, and I don't regret it at all. Uh, I didn't notice much of a difference. Really? Yeah. And I'd rather have the 60 frame, sixty frames. I had no problem with the frame rates in this. I can't believe how well this thing runs. Consider that when you're out on a rooftop and you're overlooking the entirety of New York City and you can just whip the camera around and it just keeps... It's just mm-hmm. crazy how where games have be, what games have become and what they can do now. Um, let's try to keep this discussion a little bit structured. Let's start off talking with the story of the game. Um... This is a this game has dual protagonists and there are two separate stories working alongside each other More and they inter- intersect with each other frequently throughout mm-hmm. the course of the game. Um, I guess the best way I would summarize it is that Miles is trying to overcome the death of his father mm-hmm. and his grief plays out in so many different ways throughout this game mm-hmm. um, in very clever ways in in honesty like emotional ways like there was a couple times i got a little misty-eyed play in this game yeah, miles has more heart to his story absolutely um Sp- uh, peter is more of a pretty stamp peter is kind of going through the standard spider-man mm-hmm. motions especially because of the characters involved like it's a it's a pretty standard and solid um you know mid-20s spider-man story like it's about where you'd expect him to be yeah uh miles is the more interesting wrinkle the only issue i have is that i think um the two stories don't always parallel very well. Um, there's things that are like, are you people talking to each other? Like, like there's things in like where Miles, like there's things where like, oh, we have to like save 
this like this like charity uh, school slash museum place because they got hit by this crime thing and now the investor doesn't maybe doesn't want to get involved and they're like how is it going to stay open and I'm like how about the fact that Peter's best friends with a nepo baby billionaire's son right and they're starting a big <laughs> business together. I'm, like, I'm like you should talk to Peter about the fact that he knows like he's that he has best, a particle accelerator he's best friends with the richest man in the city's son yeah. and, and like maybe you could the, the the money that they spend on lunch in one day in like the, in their in the Osborne like eco lab would probably keep that place open a year well he also know? they built a facility for his son Harry to play in right. basically he's like I'm gonna spend like five billion and like, dollars and he's like Pete you gotta come in as a co-founder i'm like i'm like okay peter can definitely get some funds to you miles i mean like what the what do you need like a hundred grand or like Like, oh my uncle's trying to go straight and so we had to co-found his lease on this like why didn't fucking peter pay for the thing yeah Yeah. also the most unrealistic thing in this entire game is the fact that norman osborne sent his son to a public school i'm sorry no no not that guy not that dude um so anyway miles is kind of suffering through grief but it's not just him it's also his mother who was transitioning from the death Mm -hmm. of her husband and there's also interesting interesting moments in this where she's grappling with moving on she's Mm. started dating a little bit but she's been reticent to share with miles that she's been dating but yeah she's been like a year and a half yeah she's found this guy that she really likes she wants him to meet miles miles is uneasy he always finds excuse having gone through divorce and the loss of a parent all this stuff really resonated with me the mm. whole mile story really just kind of hit me in the heart and the feels and there's a bunch of stuff where like there's there's side missions where like um you know they deal with mortality and deal with uh, like there's people saying the side missions are stupid because they're, they're you're not really playing as spider-man and it's not about about the man I'm like okay like do you even like Spider-Man at that point? Like, uh, do you have any feelings? Yeah, like <laughs> that's my question. Like, Are you a sociopath? Like there was like, a, there's a, there's stuff going on about that with like people reacting to Killers of the Flower Moon, where like people there's like a bunch of film bros that are doing the thing where it's like, well, I, there's no mystery because you know what happened in the first thirty minutes, and you have to sit around for ninety minutes while everybody else figures it out and just watch all this stuff happen. And I was like. Yeah, but the point is to watch the atrocities. I'm like, well, I didn't feel anything. I'm like, yeah, that's the movie's fault for not making me feel anything. I'm like, no, your lack of empathy <laughs> is not the fault of the it's work. It's not the movie's fault. <laughs> like, that is, you have just admitted something you probably shouldn't have admitted, but the fact that you don't have that kind of feeling means you probably don't understand why you don't want to admit that. Um, there's just things in this game that aren't And a lot of people, are, a lot of people are just upset because there's there's a lot of div- uh, diversity in this game oh. and representation. And well, there's a scene with the there's, there's older people man mad at the de- Alzheimer's. There's a people mad at the fucking side mission where, where, where that involves uh, his deaf friend yeah because why do i was his I, love interest that's yeah, his like why would i want to play as as the deaf girl and it's just yeah. like when they showed because sign that's language, really interesting yeah, when they showed sign language for the first time i was like oh my gosh like it yeah. was actually i did like a i played the first hour with commentary of this and towards the end of that when they show the girl signing for the first time, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, why has it taken this long for a video game to have a deaf person signing in it? Partly because it took this long to get that kind of level of finger animation. Maybe. Uh, part of that is, yeah, I mean, part of that is that. Maybe. Um, but I like, you know, like, she's there's a there's a deaf interpreter in the classroom in that yeah. early sh- scene because she's in that class. Yeah. Uh, you see people, like, you know, trying to learn ASL to talk to her because Miles is her friend. And so they, yeah. and like, that's really great. Just the uh, fact that Miles lo- loves, is, like, interested in her. I I'm- love the fact that she, um... The, every once in a while when, when she, she'll come up him. and be like hi spider-man and you're and you like the asl sign for spider-man is apparently not spelling out spider-man or doing so it's 
a web thwip. Yeah, it's doing Spider-Man's hand. Like, yeah, you animation. do Spider-Man's web thwip. Th- yeah. I'm like, that's great. And then there's a scene where... I think this, this game will lead people to want to learn ASL. Yeah. That's what representation means. Then there's a scene where he finds the old man who has Alzheimer's and has wandered off. Like, there, I don't know. Like, yeah, to that, me... That was the mortality mission I was yeah. thinking of. There's stuff that they get into some of that with uh, Howard, the guy who had all the annoying pigeon missions in the other two yeah. games. Like, they turn that into something. In they this. do. Like, there's a lot of good... And, like, the other thing that's interesting is a lot of those missions you can play as Miles or Peter... And think they're slightly different. They are because yeah. because Peter is a little older and a little more experienced with some things, and so with him it's more like a like a like an like an empathy like you know seeing kind of the path he's on thing. And with Miles, it's more like a learning experience. Um, it's really interesting. It's uh, great. Like I thought, the story in this was excellent. Um, yeah, it kept me enraptured all the way to the end. We haven't really talked about Peter. Peter's just kind of like this. He's just aimless looking for some kind of meaning in life other than being Spider-Man. That's kind of the thing that I mm-hmm. took away, like, 30,000 feet level of what was yeah. going on with Peter. Well, that's here. kind of the endless struggle of Spider-Man. It's like, you know, Peter Parker has Im- immense potential, mm-hmm. but he has this hang-up about being responsible with what he can do. Mm-hmm. And there's a, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff like this in, the, in in this game where it's like, it's like you don't need... You know, there's a thing early on where Miles is supposed to do something important and it might involve his college career. Right. And then something He's supposed happens. to write an essay. Through the whole game, he's trying you know, to essay, write an but essay. But this is a yeah. different thing. He has to meet somebody. Yeah. But, like, in the middle of it, something happens that maybe might be something spider-man might be needed for and he's like i gotta go I'm like no you don't have yeah. to go yeah, go I take care of your somebody. shit <laughs> and get but it's like you know you don't the work-life balance is an issue for yeah. both of them the other thing i like and you see this... peter trying to push him into not becoming that because yeah. peter knows it's not good for him yeah like peter still hasn't even unpacked all his stuff moving into aunt may's house a year right. and a half later yeah and that's grief yeah yeah the other thing i love about the story in this is that it teaches forgiveness mm-hmm. like as Craven starts hunting the other superheroes in the city. A lot of them are used to be nemesis for mm. Spider-Man. But he suddenly realizes, hey, we need to stick together against this guy. He starts trying to help them. He tries to help them get out of being criminals. Once they decide they don't want to be criminals mm. anymore. Like A big part of this game is helping people who used to try to kill Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, that's a big bulk of the plot in the design of the game. It's like, okay, now you've rescued this person that used to hate Spider-Man. Now you've rescued this person that used to hate Spider-Man. Now you've re- and it just go- kind of goes on and on through this murderer's row of villains that some, for, you know, again, it, it's teaching people who play this game that sometimes forgiveness is okay. Like, holding a grudge. People can change. Like, there's so many good messages coming from this game. Now, I don't think you understand, Shane. This game sucks because you can't walk into the subway underground. <laughs> And like, like you learn that money can't solve every problem. Like, there's so many good. Ma- also, that scene right there when you fly through the water and the water splashes on the camera. Have you mm-hmm. noticed that? Yeah. There's, there's just a, so many cool little touches many to good this game. Touches. It's there's really also, There's also areas where they uh, use their um, the portal tech they developed for Ratchet and Clank. Um, oh yeah. Their PS5 only stuff. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I believe the D- one of the DLC things is going to be multiverse. It's possible. One the, if you get all the spider bots in this game, I think there's the the thing that happens then is pretty much telling you either what the DLC will be or what the next game will be. I'm yeah. not sure which. But, I, I also uh, just like that there were long extended missions based upon some of Spider-Man's most popular villains. Like characters that were bit characters in the prior games like Wraith and as you mentioned already Sandman get huge sections of this game. And you learn them, you you learn about who they are, why, what their motivations are. You learn more about their relationship with Spider-Man and how they viewed the things that have happened in the past. It's just great. 
It's just a really great superhero story with awesome messages that, you know, if my kid played this game, I'd be like, play it all damn day. You're not going to learn anything bad by playing Marvel Spider-Man 2. Mm. You're going to come out, hopefully, a little bit of a better person after playing this game. If you turn the uh, web swinging assist all the way down to one, you'll even learn not to jump off buildings. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Um, And then, you know, really the big plot of this is that Kraven is hunting Spider-Man. He sort of Mm. becomes ultimately the... He comes in hunting just... Every any super any super creature, but they're all pushovers, yeah. and then he discovers a Spider-Man, particularly yeah. with the symbiote suit, is suddenly yeah, is a worthy challenger for him. And we're not gonna, I'm not gonna ruin why he's hunting the superheroes. That's kind of a big twist in the plot mm-hmm. and everything. But um, also, um, speaking of Craven, and one of the areas where you have to sneak in and find out things about him, uh, best rendered and animated tiger in video game history. Oh yeah. His bodyguard. Like there, there's, there's a tiger in this game that I could not believe how good that looked. Yeah. Um, also, because cats are hard to do. They are. Um, and Spider Cat was good too. But the the tiger in this game, next level. Really, uh, everything in this game visually is mm. next level. It's the best looking game I think I've ever played. I, I don't have a beefy PC to play yeah. Cyberpunk 2077, so this is my pinnacle. Still right not now. quite there, but I think this might beat it once the PC version happens. Yeah, because they're going to be able to put some bells and whistles on this thing that are going to be unreal. Yep. So they added Queens and Brooklyn to New York City for this. I will say this, it's really hard to tell the difference in all the boroughs in this game. They do kind of I mean, all I can definitely together. tell when I'm on the other side of the river because yeah. the buildings More are residential. high enough and there's yeah. a reason there's a reason you got the spider the web glide in this because yeah. it's the only real way to get around those areas because mm-hmm. they're they're not tall enough. Yeah. Um but uh But it, to me the those two boroughs just kind of bleed into the rest of it for the most part. You're right. Like once you go across the water, it's more housing and things yeah. like that. He's but, recognizable. It lets you get Coney Island in there. Yeah. Like it's it's worth Not only do you go to Coney Island, Matt, there are like a dozen playable attractions mm. at Coney Island. I don't think you understand though, because the game sucks because you can't buy a hot dog. <laughs> These are all actual things. I love how you're interspersing the hive mind internet Mm. speak in with the reality of what this game actually is. (laughs) Um, One thing I would say, you already mentioned, what's the, what's the, the wingsuit feature called again? Uh, Web glide. Web glide. Or web wings. How do you feel about it? Because it takes away a lot of the web slinging. I don't think it does, though, because I don't use it that much. I do. Um, I use it almost. I swing once to get high and then I just glide. I rarely use the glide unless I am unless I literally run out of buildings. Um, really? Yeah. I, I use it and to get across across the river. I don't fast travel much. As impressive as the fast travel thing is. Yeah. I don't use um, it because it's use... so awesome traveling. Yeah. It's fun and there's stuff to discover when you travel. That's one thing that this game does differently from most open world games for me. I don't think twice about fast traveling in most open world games because there's usually a lot of nothing in between the two points. In this game, I think I fast traveled five times total, Matt, the whole time yeah, I played like this I'll game. I'll fast travel like if I'm doing a, an actual mission. I need to jump around yeah. between places. But if I'm actually just traveling from mission to mission, I will always just go in yeah, real time. Because the traversal is fun, and there's tons and, of stuff to although do. Although, actually, sometimes I've done I've done a couple fast travels just to see, or actually not fast travel, um, switching characters through, mm. the, through the app. Yeah. Usually one of them will say, like, whatever they get, jump to the next character. Um, usually they're doing something funny or, or yeah, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I, I want to see those animations. That's about it, really. Yeah. Um, same with uh, I, uh, the, the other thing. The world feels so alive. Also, when when you've, you ever run into the other character, the other heroes, like you'll stop a just accidentally just be yeah. there. 
remember to interact with them. Yeah, afterwards. you do like a high five afterwards, and like the Spider Man will do the point, like me. Yeah, they look at each other, but which would be a kind of a lame reference. But then they sort of giggle and like well, they, they laugh, they like that's so lame is. and stupid. Yeah, um, and like th- th- all the different because there's other heroes you end up with other than just uh, the other Spider Man. So you you definitely want to interact with all of them when they show up in the random crimes. Yep. Let's get into some of the nuts and bolts of the options in the game. Uh, there are so many flipping suits in this. Yeah. Like. It's weird to me how big a part of the game it is. And, like, I'll be honest with you, Matt. I found a suit that I like for each one of them and just stuck with it because I don't want to spend the resources to craft the suits. Yeah, I mean, they're very cheap. Um, I generally just keep them in their classic suits for the most part because I want Spider-Man to look like Spider-Man. I I kept Peter um, in classic suit. I put Miles in his Daft Punk outfit with the the, uh, the screen mask and everything the 2020 outfit yeah, yeah. I like that one um, I had him in his in the and standard. I just kept them there I kept them that way the whole game I had him in his standard and I, I switched to the Puerto Rico one when he got that because mm-hmm. I thought he would wear that it was, it was a cool did they suit. have the flag right the flag the is suit? right on the suit it is not right <laughs> in, they, his apar- yeah. in the apartment <laughs> yep. um, yeah very weird but uh, somebody, somebody probably just swapped something. Some, some, you know, you don't know what their asset labeling system is. Yeah. Uh, and there are Cuban flags in the city because there are Cuban areas mm-hmm. in the city. So something just got. Yeah, I don't know how they screwed that up. Well, they're the identical flags with the, with different colors. Mm-hmm. It's uh, so somebody swapped something or mislabeled something, and nobody knew the difference. So you'd think somebody in that whole dev team or QA team would recognize that he walks by the wrong flag in that one mission <laughs> in his apartment. But okay. yeah, can't catch everything apparently. Um, so crafting suits. If you, if you've just, seen how many conservative people I've seen online think the Liberian flag is the American flag, <laughs> let's not criticize too hard. So you use you have to use resources that you collect. Like you collect all these like tech parts and rare tech parts, and all that is used to upgrade pretty much everything throughout the game. So I never wanted to spend it on the suits. Like I found two suits that I liked, and I'm like I'm going to spend the rest on the real upgrades. Um, there's suit tech that you can upgrade. And there's, there's trees there to improve health, damage, focus, and traversal. And again, you're using tech parts and, uh, and tokens and rare tech parts to upgrade that stuff. Then there are gadgets that include the web shooter, the upshot, the web grabber, the concussion burst, and the ricochet web. Um, those also are improved with tech parts and rare tech parts. Then there's skill trees. There's one for each character and then one shared skill tree, which, by the way, I ended up just basically boosting the the shared skill tree first. I pretty much just filled yeah, that out. The shared skill tree is better. Yep, I did that all the first. Skill, the skill trees are underwhelming. They're in weak. part because you don't you start with pretty much all the abilities you had as a fully upgraded Spider-Man in the other two games. Yeah. Um. So the skill trees are sort of stuck being sort of superfluous upgrades yeah like they're, they're, they make you more powerful they give you a little bit more options they make your your various ability like the the special abilities you can fire off uh at once in a while um more powerful but for the most part uh other the suit tech upgrades like your damage output and your traversal speed and stuff but other than that i upgrade those like yeah. That just you, you, the upgrading doesn't. You start awesome and you just sort of end slightly awesomer. Yeah, you really don't feel um, the upgrades in this hardly at all. Even the symbiote suit doesn't feel like a huge no, boost. It has different attacks, yeah. but they don't feel that. And much I say, more I mean, at one point I had like twenty some skill points unspent because there was just nothing I was interested in, yeah. and I was saving some of it for when I got the black suit, and. Even the black suits have abilities weren't that interesting. The funny like, part is you'll be able to spend all 20 of those points, and I bet you still would struggle to see the difference in your yeah, character. Yeah, no, I mean, other than like the ones that unlock actual moves, moves you, can, yeah. you can use. Uh, the upgrades your, are very subtle. In yeah. Your, yeah, your abilities, like where you actually activate them, which is the stuff like where you, you know, 
tendrils up everybody in the yeah. area or like when when miles is the venom strike stuff mm-hmm. um miles actually miles has a good miles is actually a more powerful character in this game like for i enjoy playing miles for the more most than part i like Peter. yeah i like miles better yeah uh, me too i played him more i play I, i've definitely played him more he's just stronger he's, he's, i just he's, enjoy his combat more yeah he's got more options uh, he's got more interesting options, like the the iron spider arms are not particularly interesting. Where I you, agree, you can you can combo with uh, Miles's venom abilities way more, and he gets his, the electricity ability, which was every electricity ability he unlocks is a fucking banger. Oh, like yeah, every man. single, like those are all good. Oh yeah, um, Miles really doesn't have any bad options. Nope, he was my favorite of the two by far. Uh, mission objectives. This is where I think this game really shines. There are so many different mission types in this. And they keep new ones, keep being presented to the player way into the game. Like, Mm -hmm. literally in the last couple hours of the game, a new mission type popped up on the open world. I mean, they did that in the other two as well. Yeah. Like, the map changes and... Um, that's probably my favorite move in the yeah, whole game. Yeah, totally. um, the map changes, really- you know, and like you know, like even in the first one, like Silver Sable puts those those uh, those those you know stations up around the city, and you got to do those, and like all of a sudden you're fighting it. Like having gone through the first one again earlier this year, it's like, yeah, that game changes substantially over the course of the of course of the mm-hmm. game. Like by the end of it, like the end, of, you are not in the same city you were. Like because yeah, it's so different, absolutely. and this does the same thing from yeah. what I can see. Yep, you have to take photos. There's a mission called Marco's Memory Crystals. You actually just saw that, where those yeah. crystals are, and then you break it open after you win kind of a horde mode. There's You put out building fires and tanker fires. There's hidden prowler tech caches hidden all over the city that you find, and that is a whole kind of detective thing that you go through. Um, there is a little bit of Superman 64 in this game, Matt. Yeah. The, the flying through the rings The web thing. swinging is through the... Yeah, through the although, again... <laughs> Superman 64 sucks because if you miss a ring, you fail. Yeah. And in this, it's just it's just a speed boost. I have to admit, though, that I was like, really? Like, I'm, it's, it's you know, that is notorious from Superman 64. I'm surprised well, Insomniac t- t- knows that. Yeah, but no, Insomniac also knows only old people remember that. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> but I was like, what? I'm like, why would you put these ring flying missions in here? Uh, but there's it just goes on well, I and on. I haven't seen any missions for that. What did you say? Other than the tutorial, I didn't have to fly through rings as a mission. Yeah, there are later on. You have to chase. Oh, you may not be there yet. Chasing stuff is one thing, but, but having to keep your speed up. I don't think you made it there yet. Mm. There are chase ring chases later on in the game. Uh, well, those are optional. Remember, are. Remember, are. remember Superman 64, that was the whole game. Oh, I know. That was all it was. <laughs> Believe me, I know. I'm just surprised that they put it in there, knowing the the reputation of those types of I think I think a quarter century is enough time to pass to not have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> Unless you're talking to old people like us. Um, and then there's missions where you get to play as like a little spider bot and you go in like these little hatches and you go in and investigate and the spider bot can jump and he can zap and like those are a whole different thing. Um, and you have to collect a bunch of spider bots throughout the course of the game, um, which I haven't figured out yet what that's for. Um, it just gets you a, um, it get, like I said, it gets you a, I think is what I think is a preview of the DLC. Okay. Just a little cutscene. There are genetic hex puzzle, puzzles to solve. There's these ecological missions. This is what I'm surprised some people online are compl- aren't complaining about. Mm. There's these missions well, where you're trying to save the environment. Well, that's basically. the weird thing is like they're so. I mean, well, look, it kind of proves that like you know there's a hierarchy of complaining about wokeness. <laughs> like the number one thing is complaining about diversity and people who aren't white. Right. <laughs> uh, being aware of the environment is down below that. You're right. That is way low. Because yeah. look, like the whole mo- the whole game is like every single every single young person in this game is very focused on 
ecology and Staying making the alive. planet better <laughs> and making uh, climate change and all that. Like, and that's real. That's great. what kids really care about. Right. But also, yeah. that's sort of like that's the, one of the genius things about this game is part of it's a hero fantasy of being Spider Man, but also. Part of the fantasy is this idea that, like, you know, Miles goes to this academy where everybody is, like, a good person who's interested in helping. Yeah. Like, and doing good that's things. also part of the fantasy. Yeah, yeah, for you know? sure. Yeah. Like, like one, of the, one of the worst things that happens early on in the game is that Spider-Man doesn't, Peter doesn't get to keep his job at that school. Yeah. Because he's busy being <laughs> Spider-Man. Um, it's, th- those missions are great, too. Yeah. Like the, the, the game really mixes it up. It, it almost feels like a 3D platformer set in an open world action adventure with the gameplay variety and all the different stuff that you do the different characters that you play as there are mj stealth missions again except now she has a taser yeah now she, which like changes everything you know she no longer has to like rely on the stupid beeping thing peter gave her yeah so yeah there's a she's upgraded yeah um it, it's just you never settles into a grind in this game there's just if you get tired of something just go do something else there's like 10 different options at almost all times for you to go find some other mission to do, inspect something else. Um, I, I was really blown away by the variety of this. But again, coming from a developer that has made great 3D platformers in the past, it's a little bit of Insomniac's pedigree. Mm-hmm. To be able to, and because the other thing, too, is that there's all these different gameplay types. Again, 11 real attractions at Coney Island alone. All of this stuff is handled great. Like, they managed to nail almost all of it. Like, I never played any of these little sections where I was like, well, that feels awkward. That should have been cut. Like, they did all the right cutting. Yeah. They've already cut the stuff out they should have cut. It really, it's really amazing. Which uh, has not really been done in a Spider-Man game before. I mean, like, I'm still waiting for the day we get to all sort of collectively admit that the original Spider-Man 2 game, which everybody goes nuts over, is a terrible game. Yeah, other has, than the web swinging. Yeah, that has a really interesting traversal system. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Whereas this is an actual great game that has great... And like, the, uh, It's funny to me that like early on you had people that were complaining that like, oh, they didn't change the web swinging enough. Like, they didn't add mm-hmm. anything. Like, well, the, the, but they the, did. The glide changes a lot. But the, the glide changes everything the, for me. Well, the glide is not, the glide has not really been that revolutionary to me. The revolutionary part is being able to... The web swing assist thing. Where you can turn that as far down as you want from ten to, to zero, you turn it down to zero. This fall damage, which kind of breaks it. I just it, left it on default. Um, Whatever they have it at default, it's maximum. Uh, so you haven't seen what the thing can do. Uh, like okay. the further down you turn it, the more physics affect the webs, and you have way more freedom to wiggle around. And you, you have to know what you're doing. And there's moments where like I've been swinging through a thing, and there's like a one of those weird, like a building that's sort of curved, weird, mm-hmm. and he attaches to the inside, and the physics of the web like pulls me into the building. Oh, interesting. Which like so you have to actually plan out. You're, what you're really doing a little more. Yeah. So you do, pull that down to like a two, and like you have as much control over what you're doing with the webs as you ever did in that original Spider-Man Two game. Interesting. Um, so they did change the web. They gave you full control over how much of the physics you want to really apply. Max up to max ten, you are in complete autopilot don't worry about anything mode i play with it down around down at two and like you'll slow down if you hit trees you'll bounce off uh uh light poles like you have to That's know crazy. where you are like it's all it's it's <laughs> you like scrape against buildings and have to and like you know the the web will attach wrong if you if you do it too late and like you'll those physics of it'll pull you into the side of the building and you won't go the right way yeah. like you have to plan out what you're doing that is where the web glide has been more useful. Sometimes I just get completely out of position with the web swinging. I'm just like, fuck it, glide. <laughs> I just use the web glide constantly. I literally swing long enough until I get to the top of the buildings and I hit on glide. And you can you get, you're so much faster. 
Like, when you glide, you're probably double the speed of web swinging. No, I don't agree with that. Oh, it's way faster. Not I'll, when I'm, not I'll, when I'm, I'll race you. Not when I'm swinging full speed. No, it's way faster. It's not even close. It's literally like double speed if you glide. It doesn't feel like it. I, I find web I find the web gliding to be a useful, like, bridge tool. And not with no, bridge. No, it's way, I, way faster, Matt. It is. Mm. I'll chase. We'll, we'll do a race sometime. I, I, it's, I'm, it's not even debatable. I'm surprised you think that. I just don't think it's very interesting. No, I'm saying the speed. But I don't. I gliding feels sluggish to me. I like mean, it, it's not. Here's the thing. It's not Spider Man. Right. Like, but functionally, it's more functional to me. So I use it. Like particularly, I, I never use it. Like I, I wish there were more of the wind tunnels in the game, so that you could just get into the tunnel and just keep going. Um, mm-hmm. Then there are because it, it seems like there's only like one on like the main main streets of the cities. Like I wish there were tunnels like down like every other street through the there's, city. There's a fair number. I mean, they apparently modeled that over after the actual wind tunnel. Oh, really? Things in the New, effect like, where, in New where York. wind actually flows okay. in New York. And you'll even hear him mention stuff it's like, oh, that place is is very windy. I can get through there. Yeah. With the glide kind of thing. The um, bottom line is you can choose. So you mm-hmm. like to swing. I like to glide. You can do whatever yeah. you want. I only glide if I absolutely have to. Yeah. Because, I do and, it and every you do chance sometimes. I sometimes it's like I'm out of position. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm up here and I'm, I don't have enough forward momentum, so I'll glide to like get back on track. Or if you're in, especially in Queens, yeah. your gliding is the most efficient way to get around just because there's nothing to fucking swing from. I love being on the top of a building and then one of those little petty crimes will pop up. You get the little red icon or whatever. And you look down and you can see the icon. And just jumping off of that building and immediately going in the glide mm-hmm. and just zapping down to the ground. Like, it, and then in midair before you land, deliver your first like kick or punch or whatever. Like, it is an amazing feeling. Like, it's just, I don't know how to put it into words. Like, again, this is only in this game can you I mean, do it does like kind of prove that like a Superman game would probably work. Yeah, absolutely. If you, if yep. you made it. If these guys made it. If you made, yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. I don't think you'll see these guys making a DC game anytime yeah. soon. They're probably locked into this forever. Maybe. Like, Bottom line is the traversal in this game is awesome. Yeah. Regardless of how you want to do it or what you want to do, it feels great and it functions great. Um, and then let's talk about combat. Obviously, you've seen a bunch of it in the B-roll that we've been showing you guys. What are kind of your general comments on combat? It feels very samey. It's very similar. The only real, the, the real change is uh, the the parry stuff. Yep, that's the, the, the new addition, parry. the parry. Yep. Um, and basically, the if most, they attack red, you you block. And if they attack yeah. yellow, you roll. That's pretty much how it works. the timing on that is a little wonky in places. It feels very um, generous, the blocking for yeah. the parries. Yeah. Um... And once you parry somebody... It's no Dark Souls. No, once you parry somebody, you get a little uh, window where you can do extra damage. They stagger, so you can actually start your Um, combo. When you also... You do different moves against the enemy you parried. That's true. Yep. Um, Which, one nice thing about it... Slingshot's new as well, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I have used that maybe twice. Yeah. I just jump Um, and just start swinging. (laughs) It's way quicker. But, uh, like, one nice thing about that, like, when you parry somebody, you can then turn and hit... um, you can then turn and hit the, um, the like an enemy next to you, and hit the, if they're like the threat. And then when you turn to the enemy you parried, you will still do the extra damage parry moves to them. Yeah, yeah. So you don't lose that yep. just because you had to deal with somebody else immediately, which is nice. Yeah. Um, you still have all the abilities you had uh, in the first game, but a few things added on. Um, I do very. There's way less stealth. Yeah, like, the MJ I mean, sections are pretty much it. I mean, more like th- like this, like the thing where you... But see, I played arc. this in the game. I didn't play it like this at all. Like, I just mm-hmm. jumped down to the ground and just killed them all. 
Well, I like doing I like doing the stealth stuff. That, the, the webline thing makes it much simpler because, like, especially once you unlock the ability to webline two guys at once, like yeah. that, like it's it's trivial. I think I um, used the webline three times in the whole game. I used it a lot. I I, I enjoy. You that can part. prolong stuff if you want to use this stuff. I just jump down and beat their asses. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's <laughs> like it just takes longer to do this stuff than just killing them. Like I don't know. I did it a couple times just for fun and to try it out and make sure I understood how it worked and everything, but I don't know. It just seemed frivolous after a while. I'm just like, I'm just going to jump down. That's how I feel about web gliding, so there you go. Um, but it's faster. It's not I frivolous. don't care what's It's faster. a better way to I do it. It's, it's, a, it's not a Spider-Man way to do it. I agree with that. I don't, I don't sure. want to do it. Like yeah. it's just there. I feel like that's where this is coming from. <laughs> like, like, but it's like you just don't like that. It's not really a Spidey thing, and I can yeah. understand I that. Mean, perspective. He's always been able to glide, but, but he's never like been this. able to fly. Yeah, he he straight up flies. On um, this. Yeah. yeah, and I get like you add it for like Brooklyn and Queens where the things aren't aren't that tall, but like I don't know. It's just it's. I think it looks kind of dumb, um, and uh, I use it to bridge things. I use it as a as a combo connector basically because you can also do like tricks in midair like yeah. again the traversal in this is awesome there's really i can't really and there come is, up with a single criticism of it and there is a um you know there's a there's a trophy i think for uh uh gliding from astoria to down to the bottom of the financial district the whole without, way without ever touching the ground that's hard to believe you can do that i think with full upgrades maybe yeah i don't think i could do it now you'd have to know you'd have to know the wind tunnels really well yeah but you i, I think yeah you could do it Yep. I'm sure you can do it because there's a trophy for it, but it's a lot. Yeah. Um, the game, is, ultimately the combat, though, is kind of like one-button combat. You just keep mashing that square and then block parrying and rolling when you need to. Mm. Um, it's a pretty simple combat system that makes you look awesome no matter how good you are at the game. <laughs> yeah, and you pull out your... You your, feel powerful. Pull out your abilities when you need help. And yeah. It is a, sometimes there's a little optional thing that you can get extra for. Yep. Which is yeah. nice. Um, um, it's it, that's the only time I remembered to use stuff like the uh, what was it the the gadgets I think the gadgets in this kind of suck. frivolous yeah um, I hardly use them they took away my favorite gadgets in the first game which was the impact webbing trap and the the web bombs yeah there is a, one of the upgrades on the web shooters is sort of a web bomb I think it's like the third the third hit pops open and like webs people next to the guy oh i actually didn't see that um it's like the fourth or fifth web shooter upgrade uh, okay i didn't so go too it, far down it's that kind street. of like a minor web bomb uh -huh. but like i those are the tools i use the most in the first game especially in the stealth so i love the impact webbing where you just like guy walks by it and it's like, grab, yeah, like yeah. that's fun yeah but like that's gone it's not there in the game yeah. anymore which is a shame yeah um also the game is very quick time heavy that's probably my biggest criticism with the gameplay is how many quick time events there are. I, I do wonder if there'll ever come a day where a developer can make a game like this that isn't driven so heavily by quick time events. It's just so hard to let people do stuff like you can do in this game and give them complete control over it. It's just, I don't know if we'll ever get there. Yeah, I don't, I don't really mind any of that. Like, I mean, the fact that you can do this kind of stuff without any quick time is, is great, but if you're gonna like kind of do this sort of thing, and I mean, they took a lot of the quick time stuff out. Like, you don't have to hammer the square button to stop the car and the runaway car missions yeah. anymore. You know, he to, just like, does they, it automatically. Yeah, they've they've definitely they've they've made it way less irritating. Um, There's still a lot of it. Like, I haven't played a game with this much quick time events in a really really long time. I have. Like what? God of War Ragnarok has more than this for sure. Um, but again, God of War Ragnarok is the second fastest selling game in PlayStation history. <laughs> this is the top. So clearly not a problem for people. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm surprised that people have no problem with quick time events. But again, I've been 
well, playing fact, them since Shenmue. Well, again, so. <laughs> you can turn them all off. You can, you but then can, it just happens automatically, right. I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's all in the accessibility options. You can turn all that down to nothing. If yeah. You, if you, I mean, that's for people who can't do it. It just and makes the know, game feel a little old to me, a little rickety. Eh, I think that's just how games are. It's, it's I think a, games of this type, again, I don't know tool, how you do it differently. That's a tool in the toolbox at yeah. this point. Like, that's just how it is. I mean, we can't we can't blame Shenmue forever. Yeah. If it didn't work, people they wouldn't still use it 25 years later. Yeah. And then one thing that I have, like, a request for the combat, and I guess I kind of understand why it hasn't been done yet, but, like, once you play this for a while, you quick you figure out very quickly that what you want to do in every skirmish is take out the guys with the guns first. Mm -hmm. And what I don't, I wish there was an option or maybe it should be on by default, but there should be an option where I should be able to prioritize guns, enemies with guns with my Mm -hmm. lock on. Well, and I feel like the first game did that pretty well. A little bit. Um, In this one, it feels like part of it, I think is that you're fighting more guys at once in this game than you were in the other one. Mm -hmm. And there's, and they tend to get in each other's way more. Um, I've seen other. I've seen enemies get shot by their own allies more often in this game. That's true. I've seen. It's actually kind of funny when yeah, it happens that kind of thing. sometimes. So, but yeah, I, there are times I'm just like, if you if you would just because you can do the web thing where you pull the the gun out of their hand and hit him hit him yep. in the head with it. Yep. Uh, which I love. Yes. Yeah, um, it's funny. A lot of times I just jump and do that. It's easier to yeah, yeah. to, to, to target them when they're when you're jumping that mm-hmm. way. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, but again, that's sort of realistic in the way that if you got a bunch of people crowding you, you can't shoot through them to get the guy with a gun i don't even mean just shoot like, like after you kill an enemy or is he killing anybody i don't know if he is Maybe. theoretically they, <laughs> theoretically they don't kill once anybody. you finish an enemy like i feel like it should automatically that guy i knocked 40 feet off the roof uh he's fine <laughs> he, he got yeah. i put a web line on him and he's just hanging from the side of the building <laughs> right and don't think about the fact that that web line runs out in an hour right well when i finish an enemy i feel like the next enemy that it locks onto should be the guy with the gun the biggest threat if, mm-hmm. Even if he's got like the rocket launcher or whatever, like I've I've struggled playing this sometimes, um, only because I've had tr- I've had trouble trying to get to the guy with the gun. Cause they also perch them up higher usually, so you're fighting all the fist yeah, later dudes on, on the later ground. Later on, they do have like they can stick to like poles and walls. It's and hard stuff. to get to them, and so they just keep peppering you with bullets. That's but again, that's just nitpicking it. Otherwise, like this game feels great to play. Like, it really does. Um, the combat feels awesome, even though it's one button. I don't really care. Like, it doesn't bother me that the combat, you don't have to use every face button on the controller. Like, mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm in total control. And really, you do. It's just only one of them is a punch. Right. Like, you know, you still have to web with triangle. You still got to dodge with circle. You still got to jump with X. Like, yeah. it's all, you're using it all. That's just part of being Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, another game... That like a Wolverine, like Wolverine, maybe would need more than one face button dedicated mm-hmm. to it to actual, you know, hitting things. Yep. Yeah, um, but we'll see. Because his traversal shouldn't be as extensive. But yeah, he, he, he doesn't have a, a, a web. Right. So yeah, um, I should make things a little more simple. But again, that's just me nitpicking. Like again, you know, I thought the combat in the game was great, and it, it makes you feel powerful. Most importantly, mm-hmm. like it makes you feel like a superhero. That's and something I feel like back- a lot of superhero games miss. And it doesn't backtrack from the other games. Right. Like, you still feel like the same yeah. character there. Yep. They're just adding on to it. Absolutely. Um, and I also like how, you know, there's specific ways to take out each enemy type. And when you're attacked by, like, eight or nine guys, you have to juggle that in your mind. The guys with the shield, you got to web them and then slide underneath them, and you can attack them from behind. Every enemy in the game has a very specific way that you can take them out. And part of being good at this game and good at the combat in this game is looking at the enemies, figuring out what each one you need to do to take out each one and then prioritizing them. And like, it's great. Um, I had a blast. I never got tired of the combat in this, despite the fact that you're, it's basically just square. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> other than your blocks and your parries. Um, also, I would say, uh, just as a side note, the dual sense in this is amazing. I know you probably turned it off, but I turned it off. I just don't notice it. So here's how I noticed how awesome the dual sense is in this: is I played it like my wife got a phone call, and I turned down like all the audio. I was in the living room playing, so I could hear the motors in the dual sense, and that's when I realized that thing is doing something pretty much at all times like yeah. some of the stuff is so subtle you don't even know it's happening until you hear the motors inside the controller like actually working um which, but are, the, which are surprisingly quiet they are anyway yeah like especially compared to the xbox they are but the other thing i would say is because of that <laughs> this game really drains the battery in the dual sense actually yeah it does yeah. i could play for like two and a half for three hours i have to charge it again i, mean, I play i play with it plugged in so it uh, but at one point it did get unplugged or something the connection didn't work quite, yeah. quite right and it was out of batteries in like two hours. Yep, it zaps it real fast because again, it's using the haptics the whole time you're playing the game. Even if you're just walking, there's a very subtle like little tap that you can feel in the controller with your footsteps. Like everything you do is reflected in the haptics in the dual sense, and I think that's awesome. I also like that Miles is taller than Peter now. Yeah, <laughs> he's grown up. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Um, how did you feel about the progression in the game, like the leveling up and everything? It felt kind of frivolous to me, ultimately. Yeah, well, the, the fact that the, um, I mean, the only real thing you get from leveling up is a skill point, and I didn't find the skill trees very interesting, yeah. so it didn't really matter. Yeah. And it happens constantly. They so try to make this game an action RPG, but it just doesn't really get there. Yeah, it's, uh, the others, the others had more meaningful upgrades, and, yep. I mean, I'd rather they do it like this than take away all your spider upgrades and have to like rebuild him into a functional character again but uh, it just it wasn't amazing yeah the the upgrade the like the leveling and a kind of the character progression system is the least interesting thing in the game agreed yep i agree with that 100 percent um we could talk about the graphics you guys have been seeing it now for about 30 minutes the game is just stunning to me one of the most impressive things in the game visually is the suit animation like Mm. once you get the symbiote suit like animating that is just incredible it's all happening in real time. This isn't like some CG thing that they farmed out to some crazy CG company. It's all happening on the character model in real time. It's insane, the things that the symbiote suit does in real-time cinematics. Like, it's just next level. There's a reason, like, some games, like, the, all the characters wear hats, so they don't have to show the hair. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't do any of that in this. There's no cutting corners. There's no hiding things. They just do it all. And it just looks incredible every moment. Like, even this sand early on in the game if you notice if you knock a guy into the sand this the way the sand reacts it like smears it and makes it almost like a sheen and then it slowly crumbles back down into sand again it's just Mm -hmm. insane the detail in this game the stuff that they spent the time to do which that's built on the tech they already made for for the snow in miles morales yeah which was it's really incredible man like i just kept seeing crazy stuff Every minute I played this game, just little things that you just notice every time you play it that you didn't notice the time before. It's just, it really is a technical yeah. marvel. And I like the, the, like most of the suits will get damaged as you get it's hit great. And They get around. torn and, yeah. Um, and even like, and it, it's appropriate damage for what the suit is, which is cool. Like, like Miles has some suits that I gave, put him in that were like more metal, like armor, mm-hmm. and they, the paint would get scuffed yeah. off. And so like it was, it was, they weren't like torn, they were like dented yeah. and, 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 the paint was coming off, yeah. which is pretty cool. It's amazing. It's just an incredible looking game. The audio in this is also amazing. The voice yeah. acting is great. The writing's awesome. You also get uh, both of them get uh, into the Spider Verse style 
costumes that let you run them at the low frame rate from that movie. Which yeah. is, and you can actually turn that on as an option in the options for any suit. Yeah. So uh, if you want your characters just to look like that, you can do that. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the audio is pretty much on par with the visuals. Just yeah. great everything the foley work in it's awesome like so i played this with the music off and a, and one person did mention in the comments like it's weird watching a game like this without the music but now you can hear the foley work the ambient sound in the game like a lot of times you turn off the music in a game particularly japanese games and the only thing you hear is clock 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 mm-hmm. of their footsteps this game is just loaded with audio no matter where you are like I had no problem playing this game with the music off. Now, it did get better when I turned the music back on, but playing without the music, it still sounds amazing. The voice acting's great. The writing's awesome. Yeah, nothing's more useful than the, than the music for telling me that there's still some guy I haven't beaten right. somewhere around the corner. I'm like, <laughs> oh, the, the fight's still happening, apparently, according to the orchestra, yeah. so I guess we'll... Uh... Um, AJ is asking, have you played with a headset? I did. So the first hour that I recorded for you guys, I played with a headset on. And again, like that's when you can hear the ambient sounds and the sounds of the city and the people talking. To you. It's just crazy. The amount of audio work that they did for this game. It's mm-hmm. all awesome. The, in- the amount of incidental stuff and just pedestrian talk and yeah. all this. It's very it, it, Everything in this game goes the extra miles. Yeah. And never peters out. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, Silk Snake says, I've noticed sometimes my suit has changed during cutscenes. Yeah, that happened one, a couple of the major cutscenes, they will show up in their default suits. I didn't notice that, actually. Uh, yeah, like the, the, the scene where, um, like the scene where uh, he gets the black like the the mission where he gets the black suit Mm -hmm. he will show up in his standard outfit no matter what you have him in interesting probably because there's a lot of interaction with the suit in that scene so they probably just wanted to simplify it just lock it down yep it Uh, it doesn't happen often but it does happen yeah um and i think that's usually for stuff that where they really needed to specifically know what suit he was in for animation purposes Mm -hmm. which is fine like you know, putting him in another suit to me doesn't mean he doesn't still own that other suit. No, oh, sure. So if he, if he decided to wear that that day, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I'm not paying attention to what Peter's doing. I'm playing his miles. Okay, <laughs> let's let's talk about any criticisms that we have. We've been pretty much glowing on this game, and honestly, it deserves it. I mean, my overall impressions mm-hmm. of this game are glowing. But I did find some issues. First of all, I experienced more bugs in this game than I maybe have ever experienced in an Insomniac game. Although I don't remember if Fuse had a ton of bugs or not. It was I just a crappy game. Didn't play Fuse enough to remember, <laughs> right? One way or the other. But I found like so, like one thing that happened to me. One of the enemies, like you said, like the music. You know, when you kill the last enemy, because the music will stop. I was like, I couldn't figure out like why I couldn't move on in this one section. It turned out one of the flying enemies had gotten trapped in the environment hmm. underneath the ground, and I tried to like spiderweb him up out of the ground, and I couldn't, and so I had to restart the checkpoint there. Um, I had the game crash completely out to the desktop quote unquote oh, wow. of the playstation 5 what else did i have never had that i've had enemies get stuck in scenery so like you have like a robot dog just sort of running that. against a fence forever i got which trapped. is fine because at least he's not trying to kill me i got but... trapped inside another character in a cutscene. so hmm. i had finished a mission i flew down from the ground to you know talk to the person to finish the mission i landed in the exact spot that that character was going to stand in for the cutscene, and when it went to go to the cutscene, I was trapped in that character model. I couldn't. I wow. never could get That's out. That's weird. It was. It was literally one in a million. A one in a billion moment. But it did happen, 
and I had to re- again reset the checkpoint to get it to start again. Mm. Stuff like that, nothing like game breaking mm. where I can't I'm, go back to the the I've checkpoints are so generous. It's like it doesn't matter. Yeah, I've never had anything. I, I had the his face looked weird in that first shot, mm-hmm. and like I said, a couple times enemies have gotten stuck behind scenery, not like underground or like clipping through anything yeah. but just they they're behind a container or behind a fence and they're too dumb to know that they need to come around to fight me that way they're just running trying to run straight at me uh, and I just jump over and hit them. like I, I haven't seen i'm no crashes no anything like that it's it's i had one crash for for a giant effect. open world game that does all this stuff and is this technologically advanced it's just shockingly solid kevin's asking if we played with a day one patch i did yes i'm yeah. assuming you did as well yeah. yeah i mean whenever it unlocked yeah yeah uh, I, did again, not, I did not have an early copy, so... Yeah. I played the game for 20 hours, and those are the only issues that I had, so it is still predominantly really clean code. Um, and yeah, I loved it. I Way cleaner than Starfield. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I love this game. Like, I'm... I don't know. What is this aggregate now at this point, review score? Is it still over 9? It was 91, last I looked. That's... Which is closer, still... I mean, that's more like what I would write the other ones. This is like... This is better. This is the pinnacle of this style of game. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know how you do it any better. As far as talking about kind of an older style, mid-aughts, like open world, action adventure. The only thing you could do quick timey stuff. do a different character. Yeah. Like, you, like I, would I love this? Yeah, would I love it if Rocksteady hadn't spent a decade making some shitty Suicide Squad game that we still have to fucking suffer through? And it just made from some Batman games with modern technology on this level? Yes. I would rather see Gotham City look like this. Mm-hmm. And not like, uh, would I rather like somebody try something interesting that way? What are, yeah, absolutely. But like, I'll take it. Like, if this is if this is what it. T- I mean, not everybody can be insomniac. We know that. Um, I did enjoy the YouTube guy or the Twitch guy who couldn't figure out this fucking thing. That <laughs> really? was he was spinning the he was spinning the sticks and didn't yeah. understand you're supposed to hold them downward. Yeah. And it took him like five minutes. And he was taking breaks because his hands were tired. I'm like, what? What in the world? I mean, I'm you? not gonna make fun of people because every once in a while stuff like that happens to me too. Where I'm like, what the hell is the game asking me to do? And then I figure out what it's asking me to do, and I'm like, oh, duh. Sure, but also that. like I don't think that's particularly baffling iconography. No, right that there. was pretty simple. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, um, but I absolutely love this game. Every minute that I, I spent with mm-hmm. it, um, the, th- I, the three the three Insomniac Spider Spider Man games are the best superhero games ever made. Yeah. Like without, I mean, I, I spent years championing Arkham City for that, and I still think Arkham City is great. But they've beaten it. Just look at that, Matt. Just look like, at that. The fact that there That's are real time. The dude. fact that there are people in the city versus the Batman games, right there, you've got you've got it. It's look at that. It's just crazy. Like, what would I expect anyone want to have a selfie with Batman if I was running around on this? No, probably not. <laughs> but like, and Gotham Knights does try to do that. There are like civilians in Gotham Knights and things. But Gotham yeah. Knights has its own issues, which is on Game Pass um, right now, by the way. Yeah, but don't don't play that. Play this. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, fascinating. Oh, that's this is the. It's like okay, so you're big. You're making these spider bot things like just out of like you got 3D printers and yeah. your suit and stuff and. Miles's mom can't keep her fucking charity shit yeah. open. Like, guys, <laughs> well, it's, it's also how about like, you sell your wrist-mounted 3D <laughs> printer tech patent or something? Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, you have to suspend disbelief a bunch of times in this game. It's like, where do the spy, the steel spider things come from? Like, mm-hmm. like you know, it's it's a superhero video game. Um, MKNS asks, uh, which version of Fidelity? So this B-roll is all in quality mode. So 30 frames per second, I'm guessing they pegged it at or whatever. Yeah, it's I, at 30. I had no problem playing it at 30 frames. I thought it was I great. Will, I will say this. I played the whole thing on performance, switched to quality a couple times. I can't tell the difference. There are. Like, like you can find very, comparisons very online. Close. Like, like there's not reflections in the puddles. And right. they cut down 
Um, in the performance mode, they cut down on the traffic on the streets and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But you're right. It's very, very It's very, close. you have to look for it to see it. Yeah. I don't think you, if you. How about climbing on a building on like the 40th floor and there's somebody in there, yeah. like working at their desk or like doing dishes. Yeah, like you can't you like, can't go in buildings, but like no. they did a much better job in this one of, of populating. Yeah. The like you can see in the, like, yeah. people's apartments, people watching it's TV, crazy. people are hanging out eating dinner. It's like it's really yeah. good. It's amazing. Man. It feels like a real place. Yeah, in a way, and like people criticize, oh, I can't buy a hot dog, so it's not like a real. So I'm like, <laughs> what do you want? I'm like it feels like you're actually Spider-Man swinging around this thing. It's a lived-in version of New York City. I don't know what else anybody I guess expects. They prefer the New York City in Street Fighter Six, where you can actually buy the hot dog but right. you buy the like, hot dog and punch <laughs> punch the old lady that's the whole point of that i guess exactly fucking sociopaths over um, jay reed vic seven says uh, hard to compare these to anything a third party could or would make insomniac can do this because playstation funds it because it helps them so you're right i mean most studios are not going to get six seven years to make a game to include all this little stuff but that doesn't mean we should like slag insomniac like we should just celebrate these games we although should to celebrate. be fair they made three of these in five years that's actually true yeah that's they i mean they're it, naughty they don't, dog they don't have unlimited time. naughty, no, naughty dog, dog i hear does. you bro because they take like seven years pre- i i would yeah. argue that like a lot of people are like naughty dog is the most skilled i'm like i don't know how skilled they are honestly because i feel like if you give a decent development team seven years to make a naughty, video naughty game, dog is very skilled at specific things right yeah um insomniac i think is a much broader skill yes. set oh i think that's um, obvious there's a there's a very very strong argument to be made that Insomniac is the best Western developer in business. Today. I wouldn't argue against that. Um, I really wouldn't. Uh, just in terms of, of ability and track record. Yeah, they also um, make great first person shooters. And let's not forget, they make great 3D platformers. Like, and also, I mean, look, uh, yeah, like the Sony factor is there for a couple of things in terms of like you know, I mean, you could go back to Team Eco for that as mm-hmm. well. Like the Last Guardian should not exist, right. By any reasonable business standard. Yeah, but um. Insomniac has been pulling off stuff like this going back to bef- well before they were owned by Sony. So I don't know yeah. how much I'm willing to give that, uh, you know, to, give, to put that asterisk by that record. Yeah. Um, and Rocksteady by, for Arkham City and Arkham Knight pretty much did have free reign from Warner Brothers. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, other than... You could see it. Other than Zack Snyder giving them problems about their Batmobile design, which was very weird. Yeah. Because um, they did theirs first. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. It looks too much like ours. Like, we did ours a year and a half before years. Yeah. So, but the film film department gets, you know, say, obviously. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just... Uh, you know, and it's nice that there's there's a bad. I will say, as much as I dislike Arkham Knight, you can go back to that now on PC. At least, especially on PC, still looks pretty damn good. Yeah, hell yeah. Again, I struggle to see how Insomniac will make a better game than this. Sure, well, maybe the this next it might look a little better, but like, well, the next one can't can't be in New York, right? I mean, it can't. I mean, obviously, it can be in New York, but you have to go other places. Like, I yeah. think that's why the multiverse thing is your next move because the next game has to leave Manhattan. Because like, again, don't forget, we did mention earlier that the do? Ratchet I mean, and Clank Rift Apart tech is in yeah, this you're game. you're seeing stuff like that. And like, like what are you going to do? And if you stay in New York, what are you going to do? Add Long Island? Nobody wants that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Nobody. This is the most boring. Now you can go to Jersey. You Fuck might as well you. not like, even be in New York yeah, if you're yeah. in Long Island. <laughs> Long Island. Long Island. Yeah. So anyway, this game is awesome. If you have a PlayStation 5, just go buy it. It's worth every penny of $70. It is longer than you think. It took me 20 hours to finish the game. I did, I would say this. I did do more side mission stuff than I typically do in open world games because I enjoyed the missions and they're just everywhere. And mm-hmm. the way the game is designed, the traversal is fun. You're just going to stumble upon missions and just do them more than you would in most mm-hmm. other open world games. So 
I think it's great. Like a yeah. 9.1 seems maybe a little low to me for this game. Yeah, I do think that's low. It's, I would, I mean, I would obviously that's higher. still a great score, but I think it deserves a little higher. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the Spider-Man games that they seem they rate about 0.5 lower than I think they should. Yeah. Overall, the, the older ones too. Yeah. You know? I struggle to find criticisms for this game. I really yeah, do. I really don't. Yeah. Like. It's amazing. Like I maybe would. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I, I'll, one, the only thing I will say is like for going forward for like the next for the third one, uh, and they have hinted some things. Like I do think the you know the Spider Verse is probably where they're going with this. Mm-hmm. Um, they hint a little bit in the game with that. They hint. Uh, they've hinted in interviews at that. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the de- lead de- de- designers I think said if this is our Civil War, you can imagine what our next thing has to be, which means Infinity War. Yeah. I will say maybe it's about time to start bringing in some other Marvel characters just to yeah because um, it, it feels it, like they haven't warmed up to that yet though. But they, in the well, game. The, well the thing is there's a different they're all different licenses. Yeah. So like you can't use like. Like uh, what I'm just saying, in the context of the plot so far, well, look, it doesn't the, feel like it's there. Well, it is there because some of the stuff that happens both in the first game and this game are big enough that the Avengers would be involved. But both times they've been conveniently out of town. Yeah. Like every, all the other characters are out <laughs> of all, all doing something else. Yeah. Even in this one, there's a reference to Doctor Strange well, being out of town. Don't forget, Miles Morales was happened because Peter, <laughs> because Parker, Peter Parker was on was vacation out of town. Out of yeah, town. yeah. Uh, that was people the whole leave New York a lot. For, <laughs> which, if anyone knows people from New York in real life, no, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. They don't. No, that's not a thing that happens. Right? Yeah. Um, so I would like to see that, but I do. I think the DLC for this will be uh, a Venom-focused one where you play as Venom, mm-hmm. and a multiverse-focused one where you deal with some crazy multiverse shenanigans. Cool by me, and that's actually cool by both of us. That's two thumbs up from Game Face for Marvel Spider-Man Two. Easy thumbs up from me. I think easy mm-hmm. thumbs up from Matt. So go out and buy it. You won't regret it. It's as Matt said, probably the greatest superhero game ever made. It's up. It's yeah. I mean, I guess if you really want to push it, you could still argue Arkham City, but I wouldn't. I anymore. wouldn't. I, I enjoyed this more. Like it's it's neck and neck with the other two, but this one surpasses. Yeah, in my opinion too. All right, so there you go. That's Marvel's Spider-Man Two. Next up, another banger. <laughs> I told you this episode is awesome. We're gonna discuss Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, how far have you got in this, Matt? About halfway. Halfway? I think I'm, like, I'm on world four. Beginning of world four. Yeah. Well, there's only six worlds. Oh. Okay. So, so I guess I am. Yeah, I'm halfway. I'm on the... I'm. Is, I'm, is there like a post-game thing where like, you know, like yeah. the Mario game, it's like, oh, you finished the game, but now the real game begins? No, it's not quite to that extreme, but there's things to do after the game. I still haven't okay. finished it, by the way. This is just research that I did on the game to know what comes after you finish okay. it. I am on world five, almost done with world five, so... I've played it like seven hours. It appears it's going to be about eight hours long, which, again, typical Mario. But that's also me going through the game and not making sure that I collect everything mm-hmm. from each one of them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think for most people, though, it'll probably be around an eight or nine hour game would be my guess. Um, I think most people are probably okay with that with a 2D Mario game. Yeah, I mean, you can only last so long on those. Yeah. Now, this one, as you can see right now, you can play it the whole game in four-player co-op. Um, You can play the co-op online, or you can play it locally. There's also online races that you can participate in if you want to. The Yoshis and Nabbit are like easy mode. Yeah, you can play as Nabbit, and Nabbit never dies, basically. Like, he won't take any damage. So if you want to play this with, like, the little ones, your kids or whatever, um, you totally can. You can play as one of the main characters. They can play as Nabbit, and you can kind of babysit them as you play through the game. Um, 
this is a Mario game, so the plot not a big deal <laughs> as usual. Mm. It takes place in a new a new place though for Mario called the Flower Kingdom. It's apparently next door, but we've just never seen yeah, it. It's before. right. It's the neighbor to the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> we've never, but we never knew about it for some reason. A Bowser has used Wonder Powers to merge himself with a castle, mm. and he becomes like this hybrid of a castle and a battleship yeah which he seems to think is pretty cool yeah he's into it (laughs) and then he has like these floating like race that float around him and as you play through the game you get items that dispel the race so eventually he's exposed and then you can go in and you can finally take him out for good but that's pretty much the extent of the plot in this game again Mm -hmm. not surprising for this again like the like the this the story on the presentation on this is like I find it's I find the way they do it so weird in the sense that like the other characters like the the prince of the flower kingdom and all the, and like the the little citizens of, they're all talking through text boxes but yeah. all the main characters are just doing that waha oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like one or the other yeah. like either let them talk or nobody talks well, it's like playing charades basically yeah and trying I, to follow the plot in this it's just I just find it incredibly irritating by this point <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand why why they're so dedicated to Mario and Link not talking yeah. I don't like, know either. Like, it's not like Mario has, and especially with Mario, because like, it's not like he, he has, has a voice. personality. Yeah. He also is just in he's a movie. He's talked in other games. He was I've, just in a movie. Right, but he's also talked in other <laughs> games. I've seen him yeah. talk in like, the, the Mario and Luigi stuff. Like, yeah. the, like is, why are you so against that? If you're going to let them talk, let him, because they, they sound like idiots when they're just like, Waha! Yep. Waha! Let's go! Like, it's like, yeah. stop it. Stop the, yeah, it. The plot is not going to keep you playing. Although the, new guy, wonder. although the new guy is pretty good. Which new guy? The new Mario. The new Mario. This is not Charles Martinet. This is the new. Oh, you mean the new, new voice guy. actor? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said a new Mario character. I was like, what? How did I miss that? No. <laughs> no, the new voice actor guy's good. Yeah, I couldn't even really tell, honestly. Because everybody can do that. Yeah, everybody can do the <laughs> Mario voice, <laughs> for sure. Swing your arms from side to side. Yeah. Now, one thing I will say: the new setting, the Flower Kingdom, it means that most of the enemies and the characters in this are all like brand new. You do get some Goombas. The Hammer Brothers are in there. Some of the classics are in there. But most of the rank-and-file enemies are a brand-new IP for Mario, which is cool. Like, I feel like we need more Mario games that introduce new characters. Some of them are really cool. Like, there's this one character that's, like, a mummy that's, like, really tall. Mm-hmm. And you can grab, like, the wrap and then unwrap him. And he, like, it, it's awesome. Like, the graphics in this, easily the best 2D Mario game ever, as far as the visuals are concerned. Mm-hmm. Like... I was pleasantly... Well, better be. Yeah. I was pleasantly... I mean, it's Switch, you know? It's yeah. like, how far can you push it? I feel like this game pushes a Switch pretty right. hard. But like, I, I'm, what I'm saying is, like, there's never been a 2D Mario game built for the Switch before, so yeah, it better be yeah. the best-looking one. And it is, easily. Um, and again, this new setting provides for a bunch of new characters that you haven't seen in Mario games before. Also... I love the little flowers that are just hanging out in the game because they have like commentary on mm-hmm. sections of the game on themselves. Yeah. Like, <laughs> although again, they talk out loud in pretty standard. Like, like, yeah. so I got, like either people talk in these games or they don't. Yeah, like, <laughs> stop it. Like, what there is was that? one time where I got down to the bottom of this like room where it looked like nobody had ever been, and the little flower goes, "I'm so lonely down here." <laughs> Yeah, some of the things the flowers say are very funny. Yeah. I, again, much like with Spider-Man, I remain shocked by like, a bunch of people I've seen online that just hate these flowers. Oh, they, really? Like, they turn the voices off on the flowers immediately. I'm you just, can. Like, they let you turn it off. But, like, what's the... You, you, you hate joy? Like, yeah, what, I thought it I thought it was great. They're legitimately funny. Yeah, like, there's I, a lot of actually funny stuff with them. I is, do feel like Nintendo's writing has kind of fallen off over the last, like, five years. Like, it used to be, like, they wrote... Their writing 
was good and that kids could laugh at it and adults could wink at it. Mm-hmm. Like there was always kind of like little hidden innuendo. And a lot of times it was legitimately funny. I feel like the writing in Nintendo's games for the last five years has kind of fallen off, honestly. I don't know what happened or if anything happened, but I do think the quality has dropped over time for whatever reason. Um, but the whole goal of the game is you're trying to help Prince Florian, who's this little... I don't even know how you would describe. He's a worm kind yeah, like of thing. Like a little inchworm. Yeah, thing. he's trying to reclaim the royal, royal seeds. And those I was mentioning earlier that there's these things that you get when you finish each world. They're the royal seeds, and then you use the royal seed to kind of vanquish one of the things that's protecting um, Bowser. Um, and that's kind of the objective of the game. You collect the royal seeds, you dispel one of the things protecting Bowser until Bowser's naked, and you can go in and you can fight him finally. Um, but anyway, you're trying to help Prince Florian, the worm, rec- reclaim the royal seeds. He also is the manager of a brand new feature for this game, which is badges. How do you... F- what do you think about the badges? I mean, they're fine. It's just an extra ability, I guess. Yeah, basically, there's over 20 different badges you can collect through the game. And you can either get them in the hub world. There's these areas where you can go where you can earn them. Or sometimes you can just go to the store and you can buy them. But they're basically just like an extra power-up. And you can only assign one at a time, one for each level... And you choose before you start playing which badge you want to have. And they really run the gamut. There's a there's myriad different badges. And they're, not all of them work for every um, mission. This, by the way, is the pinnacle of the game. It really is amazing. This, this Piranha Plant Chorus level. like uh, Spoilers, I really like this game. Me too. But yeah. it never gets this good. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is one of the greatest Mario levels ever made. All those and piranha plants amazing. are all singing. They're it's all a singing, and if you kill them, their voices go away. It, out of the song. They leave the song. It, it's remarkable. <laughs> it really like, is. And it's the second level. Like, they, they yeah. front-loaded, like, the best thing in the game, like, so everyone could see it, which is cool. But, uh, yeah, it never gets this, this in- like, this is the best thing in the game. It's so really far. cool. That there might be something in World 6 that's ready to blow my, blow my socks off, but this is amazing. To be able to do that, by the way, each vo- vocal has to have its own track. Yeah. Like, that means there's, like, 30 tracks in this song at least. And it's also a good example of how well they use the foreground. In this, yeah. Which is a kind of a thing I don't remember really seeing much in 2D platformers yeah. before. Like, stuff is passed in front, like, parallax mm-hmm. before. But they really use the foreground in this game. Yeah, they do. Which is impressive to me. This yeah. game is actually... I, go, I think going to become my go-to example of execution versus innovation. Mm. Because this is... There's almost nothing wholly new in this game, but they are using a bunch of the Mario conventions in a way that I've never seen before and I've never thought of before. And they mix them up in ways that I, that, that keep it fresh through the whole thing so far. I mean, I don't it's know. Remarkable. I think this game is probably the most innovative 2D Mario since, like, the SNES. See, I just don't see a lot new in here. I see new ways of using things that have been there forever. Well, the is, badges, there's so many... So, there's, as I said, there's over 20 different badges. There's, um... Let's see, there's, you can get like a floaty jump, there's a triple jump, there's a grapple hook, there's a, a dolphin kick that you can use underwater, there's a wall climb jump, there's a super mushroom. A lot of them feel like, the badges, crouching high jump, the badges to me felt like uh, if you're having trouble, you can kind of pick your cheat. I'll be honest with you, I hardly ever use the badge I keep abilities. forgetting I have them. <laughs> me too. <laughs> the one I've used the most is the one that gives you an extra vertical jump when you hit a wall. The, yeah, there's That's, a wall jump one, there's also a double jump one that you can get too eventually. I don't have that one yet. Yeah. Um... The parachute one was a nice idea, but I kept forgetting I had it, and it's on the R shoulder button, yeah. and I just don't use it. I them. kept forgetting I had almost yeah. all the badges. I'm not used to having them in a 2D Mario game. It's not just something I think is there. Well, I think I, Again, I think they're kind of there for if you need help. 
Like, I, I haven't really seen anything in the game that would require you to use the badge powers for anything. Yeah. It's just there, like, you know, to, and probably is maybe it's more useful if you're playing, like, multiplayer. Yeah. And you're, like, everything's going crap. I mean, I do like that you don't impact each other anymore. Yeah. Like, it's not the, it's not a divorce mode anymore. Yeah, you, yeah. You they're, you're ghost characters now. Yeah. You go, you run through each other. and you can't, People can't, like, butt stomp yeah, you. Yeah, you can't mess things up for everybody. Pretty much. Yeah. Which this is, is the big innovation, though. The wonders. And this is why the game has its name. So you find these wonder seeds, and it just completely transforms the level. Mm-hmm. You can ignore them, too, and play through the level entirely differently. Yeah, there's a normal level in there, but if you pick up the blue... It goes apeshit. Everything goes crazy. And it's amazing. Which is great. It's so flipping cool. Like, you never know what's going to happen when you pick up that seed. The, it's the like, nice thing about, what could happen this time? Because the, the nice thing about this game in that regard is that it feels like they finally learned... We can break the format, and it and we can make it work. Yeah. And like I and I think some of that comes from uh, what they saw people do in the Mario Makers. It, like, I I think this game has inspired a ton yeah. by Super Mario Maker. Yeah. Absolutely, which again is like using all these existing tools here to do different things Stuff. you may not have ever thought. And a lot of that is like you know, there's nothing in like say like the, the one of my favorite things is also like the big the Buffalo Stampede. One. Yeah, yeah. And like there's nothing in that that isn't already happening elsewhere in the other game even in the same level but it just doesn't happen to that degree and they just sort of go over the top with it and i can't remember the last time a mario game went over the top that maybe mario galaxy like mario galaxy kind of had that like oh my god i can't yeah but like a 2d one like they're not they're not leaning on the nostalgia in this anymore they are going ape shit they let go how we how can we let go how can we take all this crap and put it together in a way you've never seen before and they do it every level it's ridiculous yeah and like and it's funny because it kept reminding me of the Sonic games because the Sonic games for so long kept doing that thing where we're going to try this. Now you're going to be a fishing game. Now we're going to try that. And it's like they're doing the thing where Sonic had that idea to like switch things up and not have it just be the one kind of gameplay, mm-hmm. except they're succeeding here. Right. <laughs> which is yeah. a big difference. Right. And like yeah. it's it's fascinating. Like it's, it's like there there is there is a master at work element to this game yeah. that I have not seen in 2D Mario since Mario World. It almost feels like I hate to say it like somebody important died. Well, the <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's like it feels like there was somebody there being like, "No, this is what 2D Mario has always been. This is what it's going to be, well, the, and that's what this game is going to be." And now that person is gone. But the flip side of that is that you know, the, the the original team for Super Mario Brothers 1 was five people. Right. And four of them worked on this game. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Find me another company that has retention like that. I mean, yeah. I know they're all just sort of advisory level yeah, yeah. at this point. But, like, like th- that, I think that's also part of it is you're dealing with some people, uh, several people, like not just Miyamoto, but people who have been with this series from the beginning. And they maybe finally got over that. I, mean, I don't think anybody died. Maybe somebody just finally realized, you know. Let's just go nuts because I'm not gonna. You know, I'm gonna retire soon. Like you know, maybe it's more like that. I don't but know. it is funny seeing like this little segment here of the B-roll. You were talking about these buffaloes earlier, and it's like when you come across these new elements, you have to like fiddle around with them to mm-hmm. see what they do. So you saw me doing that. It's like okay, I can't run into him. He'll knock me down. If I jump on top of him, okay, now it's, I can ride him. But oh my gosh, if I do that, I'm gonna have to jump over the obstacles while he's riding. Oh, and by the way, he will break bricks. Like. This game is just loaded with those moments where you're you're confronted with something new that you haven't experienced before in a 2D Mario game, and there's this little learning curve. And it's also mm-hmm. genius in how they made them all simple enough that that learning curve can be satisfied in like five seconds. Yeah, you saw all- my brain figure it out in real time right there. Which is also very 
on the same level as how Mario Maker works. Yeah. Where you have that, those things where you're like, okay, Nat, what do you want? Right. Like, what do you want me to do? Okay, that's okay. That's what that's doing. Uh, you know, and like again, you've, it's, we've seen charging enemies like these these tracera buffalo things before, um, but we've never seen them do anything quite like this. Yeah, it's um, really incredible, and it's just one thing. And you don't even after have, another like, and this. you don't even have to ride this thing. You can be running around on the ground underneath them. You go a different way under. Like it's, oh yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's like, really incredible. Man. They never lock you in anything. They never you never have to do anything. You can be all of the you know it's they never limit you, which is. Um, it's like just, the most remarkable thing about the it, thing for me about this game is sets it apart, and I've made no secret about the fact that I really don't care that much about two D platformers anymore. I have played them my entire mm-hmm. life. I am pretty much burnt out on them. But this is what needed to happen for me to be able to connect with a two D platformer again because you just never know what's coming next. Like most two D two D platformers, you play a couple levels, they don't change that much. You just get better at doing the same thing over mm-hmm. and over and over again. With this one, every world is different. Every stage is different. It's presented with some new element. Again, here, look at these hippos. Like all this, oh, here's a hippo made out of a balloon. And what can they do? Oh, they can fall into holes, and then I can use them as a springboard. Also, they will bounce off of the hippo that I put. It's like again, your your brain is like, okay, in five seconds, I figure out what I can do with the hippos. Now, here we go. Let's go through the level and let's put it to work. Like. The whole game is this way. It never settles into like just 2D platform shame. Mm-hmm. Like it never goes to, but you can. And th- this game is hard too. I think, man. Like I die constantly in this game. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's that hard to get through the levels, but it is sometimes hard to do what you want to do or what that you think the game you, yeah. is like asking you to, to do. accomplish what you think you need to do. Yeah, just getting to the end and jumping on the flagpole not that tough. But when you start seeing like that, okay, what's what's up there? Why are they up there? How do I get up there? Like, and my guess yeah, like is classic Super Mario World toss the shell. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's really remarkable. Like that is the, it reminds me of Super Mario World pretty often, um, which yeah. is a, a that's huge, a compliment huge compliment because that's, yeah. to me, I think that's the best two D Mario game. I agree. Yeah. Um, Although I don't know, I think this might be it now. Oh, this is up. The, yeah, this this is a contender for sure. Um, I just I'm, I say that about Mario World more in the sense of like I have always been the weirdo who <laughs> does whole moment right I've always here. been the weirdo who doesn't think Mario Three is the best Mario game. Yeah, it's just this stuff just keeps happening. All the stuff that you're seeing in this beer, it was this is some of the hardest B roll I ever had to edit together. Yeah, because it's just there's so many awesome moments. Yeah, there's all these little mini game things. Just constantly, do. there's just stuff popping up that's just awesome and fun to play, and all executed like perfectly with just the right amount of charm, the right amount of tongue in cheek. Like it's they just have nailed. Little, you're not getting any any of the musical elements of this, which is also great. But yeah, because it'd be real silent, obviously. Yeah. Um, this is this is a great level, a roller skating caterpillar. Again, <laughs> you've seen those caterpillars before, but you've never seen one do this. Yeah. This is just a race, like yeah. And there's a bunch of the yeah, and like those mushroom things are. It's fascinating. It, it's insane. It really is. Um, and just kind of how the progression generally works. You kind of have seen some of it in the B roll. It looks like it's the same old two D Mario where you have this like overworld map screen and you linear linearly go from one world to the next. That's not how it works. So when it was showing that open field earlier, the map screen, you can go wherever you want. Mm -hmm. You can play these levels in any order you want. The only caveat is that you have to collect a certain number of flower seeds 
and to open up some some pathways to send you onto the next areas. And then, as I said, the royal seeds you need to collect at the end of each world in order to fell Bowser, basically. But otherwise, it's way more open form than Mario games have been in the past. Like, you can pretty much choose. And they tell you the difficulty setting for each stage so you know what you're getting into before you jump in there. You can see how many seeds you need to collect in each one before you start it, which is great because if there's... It even tells you if you've gotten the top of the flagpole on each one. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it really, like, I don't, again, I don't go back and play 2D platformers that much, but there's, I have gone back and tried to perfect some stages on this. Because, again, mm-hmm. like, if you have missed a seed and you go back and try to find that seed, you'll find yourself in some section of the level you didn't yeah. even know existed playing through it the first time. Or it'll be a thing where, like, after you've gone through the level the first time, now you understand what it wants you to do. Right, yeah. And the to its credit, like, that's never annoying, like going right. back and be like, now I know what it wants me to do, um, and generally once you know what it wants you to do, you can make it. You can get it done. Yeah, and it's just more of a recognizing like how it wants you to interact with something or what something does when you do a certain thing to it, and like that is never irritating. It doesn't feel like repetition. It doesn't feel like oh I should have been able to do that the first time around. It's it's a it's it's a it's pleasurable to go back and try that again for sure. Um, which is not something I say about games like this very often. Yeah. Elephant Mario, a little overrated in my opinion. Yeah, I mean... You're seeing tons of B-roll of he's him. He's fine. He's fine, but I don't understand why people think he's such a big deal. Like, I, I honestly use the Fire Flower more in this than Elephant Mario. It just Elephant, Elephant Mario has very specific use cases. Yeah. Uh, when you see obstacles, you gotta break down or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's not, he's not my favorite animal Mario. People um, are flipping out over him for whatever reason. They should sell know. plushies of him because they'll sell like a billion oh, they of will. them. they <laughs> I did enjoy the the um, the Nintendo put up an it was an animation of Bowser like holding out a flower to Peach and then mm-hmm. Peach grabs the mushroom the elephant mushroom and turns into the elephant and Bowser like reacts and pulls out a giant bunch of flowers because apparently <laughs> apparently he likes her better that way. <laughs> well, that makes sense. He is more his size. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it makes as much sense as Cat Mario. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just you just gotta throw logic out the window when yeah, you're talking kids, about kids Mario like games. Anim- kids like animals. That's, <laughs> that's all, all that's that it. matters. That's yep. all it is. It's- yep, absolutely. Um, so anyway, yeah, the the each sort of stage is gated, or each each world is gated by the flower seeds, and then Bowser's gated by the royal seeds. That's pretty much all you need to remember about mm-hmm. the progression in and this. you get a royal seed when you beat a boss in a, in a world so it's all it all happens normally it's yeah the, it's the same it's it's the stars and you know mega shines or whatever yeah thing. the only real the yeah the only real difference is that you have the freedom in the order that you tackle each world you don't have to go one 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 two one three you can go one three one two one mm-hmm. one or what any order that you want to which gives the player more agency also even this they're they're messing with the structure of you know how many times you fought a koopa kid Right. And like they're really they really mess with the structure of those boss battles. Uh-huh. And again, nothing here hasn't been done. You know, Mario's been giant before, Mario's been tiny before, like but they they mix it up and they it, it the whole thing feels like a a weird remix. Um Swan like, says like the a, Walmart elephant card that comes from Wal from Walmart is going for five hundred dollars on eBay. Nintendo fans, <laughs> man. That's crazy. I don't know what to, I mean, we saw what happened at the Van Gogh Museum. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. don't ever underestimate <laughs> the, the crazy yeah. Nintendo fan. Yep. And the other thing I would say, too, Matt, that I found in this is a little bit different from a lot of 2D Mario games is that 
within each group of levels, some of them are hard. Like you'll find a four star in with like one star and two star worlds as far as difficulty is concerned. So the other thing I like about it is that like, it's kind of like how you mentioned with Elden Ring, how if you got like in Dark Souls, you got to a boss you couldn't beat, you just had to keep fighting that boss over and over and over till you finally beat him. But then Elden Ring allowed you to leave and go level up and come back when you're better or you understood it better. This game does the same thing. Like you don't have to tackle like the levels in order. If you're if you're playing a level that's giving you trouble, just go play one of the other ones. It's very mm-hmm. simple. Um, and again, that limited agency that they give the player, it's like I didn't even know that I wanted it all this time until I got it. Um, and so to me, that makes a big difference in playing a 2D Mario game. Uh, but again, the badge system, again, I forgot I even had them most of the time. It's a big new feature, but I found that I didn't use it as much as probably Nintendo wanted me to. Um, I really think the badges are are like an assist. Yeah. I, I don't think they're there for if you can just do you don't need them. well enough. You can complete every level without using the badges. You yeah. never need them, like no. hardly at all. Um, I do like the the tests for it. Like those are usually interesting optional yeah, yeah. courses, but like yep. I never I don't think I've really used them in an actual level to them for the most part yeah and then there are there's some stuff for completionists um there's like three hidden 10 piece flower coins that you can find um sometimes to get one of the seeds in each level you have to collect like five golden coins Mm -hmm. and those are challenging man yeah those are those are like the purple coins yeah the purple coins are in this game are currency that you can use to buy stuff Mm -hmm. and you can use those to buy badges and a bunch of other stuff too um, so not you don't earn all the badges through playing the game. Some of them you actually have to pay for with the purple coin currency that's in the game. Um, and as we said, you can play with up to three friends online for the very first time. It's hard to believe that's never been a thing in a 2D Mario game. Um, but you can also play it locally like you used to in the 2D Mario games. But Oh, there's only a thousand of those elephant cards. So that, okay, oh, that makes that makes sense. sense. <laughs> it's a rare thing in the pack. Yeah. Um, and then you can also, there's, as I said earlier, there's also these races that you can play in online. I didn't really find them to be that that much fun. Um, but again, I did enjoy having like the ghosts of everybody, like in the game though. Yeah, like, that was and like you can like save other people if they die, mm-hmm. and so it, 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 it works. There's a little bit of nuance to it for sure. Um, it's a little it can get a little busy. Like I turned it off after a while because I was looking at the other players more than the right. enemies. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, it's just too many people, <laughs> too many goddamn Luigi's running around here. But I think my overarching kind of take on this game is that it just it just breaks many of the unwritten rules of 2D mm-hmm. Mario games. It just it, does. Break, it breaks many of the unwritten rules of Nintendo sequels. It does. Yeah, like, it's just like they just went whole hall it went crazy on yeah it. and it's it's great like, the switch has really delivered with the software man i mean it just really has like i look i'm not a big fan of breath of the wild or tears of the kingdom but mm-hmm. most people are and so for a lot of people those are the best zelda games ever for me this quite possibly could be the best 2d mario ever yeah now i'm not a big fan of odyssey i do like some of the i like galaxy better than odyssey but people mm-hmm. will argue with me about that too some people really love odyssey so yeah i, I would definitely put galaxy still on top of the me 3d too. ones um but, um, but i can one, respect that other people disagree is, with me on this that, is, so this is number two or number one on, yeah. on the 2d I, I don't know amazing. i don't know if i like it better than world but uh it's close it's 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 in the it's in the same league yeah it is and i don't know if there's another 2d mario i'd say that about Again, this is another no-brainer. Pick it up. This is worth every freaking penny you're going to spend on it. Again, you can yeah, play don't it. Don't the- like and like, don't judge it by like oh the the Mario 3D World or the 2D. Like I didn't like Super Mario Bros. New Super Mario Bros. Wii or anything. This is not that. 
No, it will catch you yeah. off guard. It caught me off guard the whole time. Like, just every world has something in it that I'm like, what? Like, are you freaking kidding this me? Has, this has the... Fra- I, the last time I, re- I played a 2D Mario where I felt like everything was, was this fresh and this interesting and, 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 like, you felt like the people who made it were as excited about it as you are was yeah. Mario World. Yeah. Like, it, the, the freedom that was there to just sort of, like, reinvent this wheel... Yeah, um, has not it's has not been there for years. Yeah, and I don't it's know really what, I don't know what happened here, but uh, more of this, please. Yeah. Also, like Spider Man, this also has all these little touches that you notice as you play through the game. Like when Mario get ready to go through a pipe, the pipe will suck him in. His hat will fall, fly off his head. He'll grab. He'll stick his hand out of the pipe and snag it. Like if you notice, like when Mario stops, like the little worm will pop up out of his backpack. Like there's just mm. all kinds of little touches like that in this game. Um, that you just notice as you play more and more. It just it never settled into a groove. It just kept constantly catching me off guard and impressing me and surprising me. Again, I have I can't remember the last 2D platform I enjoyed playing, and I enjoyed yeah. the living crap out of this game. I would also say to Ubi, um, play this game obsessively and go back and take another look at the Rayman Legends thing. Yeah. Because here's your fucking template. It is. Yep. Mario really? Mario went wackier than Rayman. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever. True. I don't think I ever thought I'd say that. It's just it's, unless you watch that that new Netflix show, right? Right. Which I haven't yet. Oh, is it? Wow. Bad? It's not bad. It's just crazy. Oh, like it's you. You think it's going to be that Blood Dragon thing, but it's actually the Ubisoft cinema, cinematic universe. Really? Have you not seen any uh-uh, of this? No. There's a section. There's this. I. I mean, I wasn't ready for Rayman eating sushi off the back of a of an anthropomorphic cow hooker, <laughs> or like snorting cocaine as a what? as a washed up uh, as a washed up uh, TV host, and then going to kill the executives. Like what? That show is crazy. <laughs> like it's wow. The, the Assassin's Creed character is a frog. This is a frog, but he's a, he's one of the assassins. <laughs> Like, like, like Marcus from Watch Dogs 2 is in it. Uh, the prequel, they did a prequel manga, and it's just a boy's love story between the main character and his boyfriend, the, the big muscly mustache guy. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's literally just a gay love story. Wow. It's, the whole thing is madness. Like, it's, like it, it's, it's a Ubisoft universe. It's like, it's like, you know what? If X Defiant was like this, you'd be selling a lot more fucking copies. <laughs> Maybe because it's crazy. Them. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there you go. That is Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and it is a wonder. Buy this game with confidence. Again, they've designed it so you can play it with your kids, and they can have fun. They won't die. You don't have to be crazy babysitter while they play it. It's just, it's a mm-hmm. master. It's kind of a masterpiece. Yeah. The only, <laughs> really the only downs, the only bad thing about it that I would never have known, except Patrick Klepek talked about it. Um, you only get one save. Yeah. He can't make another... He had trouble making a separate save for his kids that were not his save. Huh. So even across multiple That's switches. I thought when I started it, there were multiple saves. No? No. Wow. That is an oversight. Mm-hmm. That's a huge oversight. Yeah. Um, well, you just buy it again, Matt. Pretty much. Because like, <laughs> well, he had, there's like... It was only on... Like, I think it was I think it was a thing where it was like only on the main account. Oh. And the, the kids didn't have the main account because he didn't... You know, obviously, you don't want the kids to have access yeah. to the credit card. Yeah. Um, so they had to do some kind of weird finagling to make sure they could play their own game of it. Interesting. Which is weird. Okay. Nintendo still hasn't quite pieced that one together. Yeah. But like, just like, again, like Spider-Man, I really struggle to find flaws with Super Mario, Mario Brothers Wonder. I really... Yeah, do. this is... Um, 
I cannot recall the last time two games this good came out on the same day. It's been an awesome week, man. I don't know if y'all been like me, but like I said, I played 50 hours of games this week. My thumb hurts. It's like this was great. That was an all timer. Yeah, like this week, Spider-Man Two and and Mario are all timers. Yeah, and they both came out the same day. Yeah, (laughs) it's really great. Uh, so anyway, there you go. That's Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Again, two thumbs up from Game Face. Both of us say go out and buy it. You won't regret it. It's amazing. It is a finally a return to form for 2D Mario games that I feel like mm-hmm. we have waited way too long for. I haven't like legitimately loved a 2D Mario game since 1991. I know. It's really crazy. Here we are. Yep. Here we are. All right. Let's move on to our last game. Also a banger. As I said, this is a show of bangers. A brand new 2D Sonic game. This, again, let's go back to 1991, Matt, mm-hmm. when 2D Mario and 2D Sonic were banging heads and fighting yeah. each other and pushing each other to make better games. And I was still reading Spider-Man comics. Yeah, Because exactly. they hadn't gotten terrible yet. <laughs> it really is. This whole week has been like a nostalgia rush, an awesome nostalgia rush. Um, but this is the brand new 2D Sonic game. And this is a little bit like Super Mario Brothers Wonder. It plays in 2D, but it actually is like... In po- built in polygons it's polygonal built in 3d visuals um now i would say that sonic actually plays on that a little more than mario did now you're mm-hmm. right like they mess with the foreground and stuff in mario but in this there's actual like play elements where you move into and yeah. out of like the screen and i will also admit that like i had problems managing that <laughs> like i couldn't quite figure out what they were wanting me to do whenever like they put like almost like a like a um, a half pipe in that you could like run up yeah, into the screen. I you get, have to hold up diagonally up to get up up there. Yeah, it was and weird. The mechanics. It was, of it's it. it's not very well communicated. There's a sign with an arrow pointing diagonally up and right, and that's basically what you have to do. But you have to be at a certain speed. If you're going too fast, you go up too fast. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. No, yeah. it's 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 not as intuitive as <laughs> yeah. I think they think it is. Well, just like Mario's games, Sonic's games typically don't have great stories either, despite the mm-hmm. fact that it has also has a couple films that have been very successful. Uh, the setup here is pretty much similar to almost every Sonic game. Dr. Eggman is up to no good once again. He has Fang along with him this time. They have discovered... For the first time... I think this is Fang's first appearance since the fighting game. Really? Which was on the Saturn. Wow. I didn't Fang, realize that. Fang is not a commonly used character. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you can see, just like Mario there, I'll rewind this just briefly mm-hmm. so you guys can see it. This is also a cooperative game. However, yeah. the catch with Sonic is that you cannot play with three players online. You can only play it locally. Mm-hmm. And when it, you do play locally, it's kind of a mess. If somebody falls behind, they do the typical like teleport forward, but the, the game struggles to mm-hmm. follow it, basically. Like, my wife would get behind me and then they they try they they the camera couldn't figure out whether to follow me or her. It would like jump back and forth sometimes, and then eventually it would teleport her forward, and then it would jut forward to me. That is weird. Yeah, it doesn't handle it Especially very well. Especially because that's that's kind of a solved problem You'd in think? a lot of other games. Yeah, I mean sometimes they just go split screen. Yeah, I mean just do what Mario New Super Mario Brothers did. Right. Yeah, you can make it work that way. Not ideal, but it's better than that. Yeah. Yep. This game, by the way, is very leaning very heavy. Talking about going back to the nineties, this this game's very leaning very heavy on Sonic C D. 
Yeah. Uh, this game feels like Sonic CD more than any other yeah. Sonic game, I think, ever. Particularly with, like, the small, um, like, mini games and stuff. that They borrow a lot of the same stuff from that. Some of it, but it's mostly the, uh, like, this kind of animation style is clearly drawing from the Sega CD animation six mm-hmm. sections. Um, the giant size of the levels and the way the levels are sort of put pieced together feel like, it feels like Sonic CD, except they're aware of the other characters in the franchise because Sonic yeah. City was started before Sonic right. 2 so you, yep. you didn't have Tails and all those people. Yeah. Uh, and the same, similar in the same way that like there's all these things you have to do in Sonic CD to like change the past and get the good future and a lot of it's just like I don't understand what you want me to do I'm just going to run to the end of the thing yeah. and I found myself doing that in this me too. a fair amount too. I'm like okay I know there's a bunch of secrets and shit up and down here but I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm just going to go to the end. Like, <laughs> I really don't want to mess around because unlike Mario like this game does try to slow things down at times the controls yes. just aren't there for it. No, it do, to its credit, it does remember that Sonic's supposed to be a platformer right. more yeah. than more than almost just a speed game. Um, However, it forgot that <laughs> Sonic as a two D platformer doesn't work that well. Unfortunately, yeah, it can, um, and sometimes it does here. But sometimes you're just like, okay, I'm just. Gonna... The problem with the Sonic stuff that Mario doesn't have is Sonic is very bad at backtracking. So yeah. if you miss something or don't realize, okay, and you're like, oh, I got to go back and try that again. And it's so that's awkward. not fun. Because there's like the, the half pipes or whatever. Yeah. You can't just walk up those. You have to run back like 50 virtual feet mm-hmm. and get a running start. Or otherwise, you don't have enough inertia well, to get usually, over it. You can usually spin dash up them. But like the, <laughs> sometimes there are literal cutoffs where you just can't get back far enough right, right. They'll to stop try you again. From going back. Yeah. Uh, and so you got to kind of... You just got to do the mission again. Yeah, you got to And, like, that's, that's not a good feeling because you, there's nothing there that, like, you don't understand. It's not like Mario where, like, oh, I didn't – I now I understand that mechanic so I can go back and use it to get there. I miss things in this because I didn't see it in time. Mm-hmm. It's, there's nothing that you're trying to get you to do that you haven't already been doing through the whole level or, the, or that's a new mechanic or a new idea. It's just – for whatever reason, they put Sonic in the middle of the fucking screen, and you can't see stuff coming up on you. It's awful. Um, he should it's be he should be mistake. back another quarter of the screen so you can react to things running in. Matt, they, and then there are levels the where they fog out the screen. It's like, what are you doing? It's already hard enough to like keep mm-hmm. it because again, he's in the middle of the screen instead of kick to the back a little bit. It's already almost impossible to anticipate stuff with the speed of the game. And now you're gonna give me a level where it's like you can only see like mm-hmm. five feet around Sonic. It's like, what are you thinking? Like, yeah, th- like this one is is annoying because like you know he's gonna pop up in front of you at some point and you can't you know you're you were actually going slow enough to react to that, but like the first time I did it, I was way up front and i couldn't do anything about it there's all kinds of stuff like that in this where there's just like an enemy just plate like you're going a million miles an hour they just put an enemy there mm-hmm. you just hit him and lose all your rings and they all go flying and like and it's pretty easy to pick more rings up but it's still, yeah. it still doesn't feel good no well it's just um, it's just mean mm-hmm. it's like we put this object here to stop you from running or we put this enemy here to stop you from running and there's just a wall there or whatever then you're like okay i guess they want me to like go and do the slower 2d platforming now so you run back like a little bit. You're like, oh, yep, this is what they want me to do. You have to slowly jump up the platforms. Like, the problem with Sonic is his controls, way he controls, it doesn't work for slow, like, precision 2D platforming. And the other part of the game is so fast that, like, you can't ever, your brain can't keep up. Like, I just feel like this franchise, until they do something drastic with it, it's just never going to be great. I just don't know how you can mm-hmm. solve the problems that it has. And like, and like, this is good. This game is good. But it's not great. Yeah, I mean, the quality like, level's high. Like, I didn't really experience a bunch of bugs or anything like that. You no, know, it's, I mean, it's, it's solid 
Sonic level design. Like, there's a yeah. lot of stuff to do. There's a lot of things to see. What they've done with the the emeralds is interesting. Like, each emerald kind of... The emeralds are kind of like the Infinity Stones now. Like, yeah. they... Each emerald gives you a different power you can use, and you can use it once, and then you have to recharge it at one of the checkpoint flags, which is yeah. pretty cool. Like it's sort of like the badges; they're sort of basically cheat abilities that can get you through stuff. It is crazy how many parallels there are mm-hmm. between Super Mario Brothers Wonder and this. Yeah, it's just also kind of crazy how the execution yep. barriers. This is where you the see two. the quality in the development teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is good. This is probably the best 2D Sonic since some of the levels in Sonic Generations. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, you know, it it's really unfortunate for them that it came out the same week as Mario. It really Wonder. is, yeah. Because like, you have that direct the, analog. Yeah, the comparison would be there no matter what. Yeah. Just because if they both come out this fall, or whatever. Right. But the fact that they're in the same week it's, is like. Oh, it does not I, shine well on Sonic for sure. No, and I, I, yeah, with Mario Wonder, I start a level and I'm just like, oh, what cool shit am I gonna see in this level? With Sonic, I'm like, how are you gonna fuck me this time? Yeah, you know, and like, no, you're right. You always have in the back of your mind something is going to stop me. I'm having yeah. fun. I'm going a million miles an hour. I'm actually still in control. Of st- oh. Yeah. Or even <laughs> if that doesn't happen, even if you don't get stopped, this you pass something you're like, oh, I was supposed to go up. And say, I, I can't go back to do. That. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you, it, you stop. You try to yeah. go back and like. And part of me is sort of like, I'm never playing this level again. So I'm never gonna. <laughs> I mean, it's like no it's gone forever like, I, I felt the it. same yeah. way dude it's like I'm not gonna play this again I'll never see what's up there yeah and these levels are designed to like traditional Sonic levels where the higher you go the safer it is to yeah. go fast and the more likely you're gonna find special shit right and the lower you go the more technical platforming the less opportunity you have to go fast and if you do okay, go has fast, that ever landed on the green thing for you because I've never yes, gotten the, what, it is did it? what is it you get a fruit Oh boy! Some weird fruit thing. I don't even know what it is, Matt. <laughs> I've never gotten the fruit thing. <laughs> yep, it these gives you are some weird. Like, these like, are cool ideas, like grabbing these vines and being pulled yeah. bounced up. Like, but like, you gotta hit like a, the pixel of the tip of the yep. vines. It's like it no, been just, so awesome. just let me get, just let me grab it. What are you doing? <laughs> Um, so as we mentioned, there are four different playable characters. <laughs> that's like, those missiles on those uh, class. That that's like the best example of it being just an asshole. I mean, like, it happens over and over. Yeah. Like, I didn't specifically Even, put that in the B-roll. But I was like, just... every, whenever you like, like well, also it's like whenever you know, you see them, you, like, you know it's coming. You still can't do it fast enough. Yeah, like, that happened by accident because you were jumping away from the frog. Yep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> but that is kind of the fun of Sonic is the uh, happy accidents in yeah. this. We're just like, you don't even do stuff on purpose, and sometimes it just ends up being awesome. Like, <laughs> um, I think that's part of the charm of Sonic. But anyway, there are four, so there are four different playable characters, and each one does have a special ability. Sonic has his dash, mm-hmm. of course. Tails has, like, flight, her hovering thing that she does. It is a she, right, Tails? Tails? No, Tails is a boy. Just sounds like a girl. He's a, Tails is young. Yeah. <laughs> Knuckles can climb walls like he always can, and he can glide. Um, and then Amy can double jump. And those mm-hmm. are kind of each character kind of has its own special thing, yeah. and they all they each have their own, uh, each get seem to get a, a dedicated level mm-hmm. throughout the like Sonic gets the first one, and then I think they I don't remember what the second one is, but like they every every character gets a dedicated level only they can play. Yeah, and then as Sonic's Matt, is tough. Yeah, as Matt mentioned earlier, the emeralds are kind are very much like the badges in Super Mario Brothers Wonder. They give you like special abilities, and they. They help fill in the gaps of if you're not playing as the right character for a stage. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you can use the emerald powers to compensate yeah. for something that your character is lacking. Like if, you're, if you're not, uh, if you're not tails, can't fly. You can use the red one to like 
boost up to something yeah. you can't reach or like yep. if you're not knuckles you can't break stuff you can use the blue one to yeah throw clones through like, walls i just always have the one equipped that just lets you dash in any direction that's the red one yeah. i mean it lets you like break the game basically mm-hmm. it can you can just go anywhere without having to worry about any of the platforming or any of the obstacles like um, but again, they're there to help you in case, you know, the character that you're playing as is, isn't ideal for the level that you're playing. So I think that was I think that's a good system. And I think that's probably something they should come back in future Sonic mm-hmm. games. At least I think so. Um, so you've probably been seeing some of these mini games. Those are basically when you find rings out in the world, you jump into them and then you play the mini games. And that's generally how you get the emeralds it's that weird mini game that we showed where you're kind of out in the thing. middle of nowhere and you're swinging that mini game is trash it's very hard to gauge anything it's in that. insane that it is so prevalent and you do it way too many times in this game again it feels like something that like the the developers didn't test before they released the game it's kind of, it's kind of a tradition that like the the sonic like emerald mini game is is terrible yeah um, well, they nailed it then. The badge one is better. <laughs> the badge one where you're you're kind of like this, the original, the Sonic One thing where you're yeah. rotating the field and yeah, yeah. That's like that's way better. That's fun. Yep, for sure. Um, and that that's a throwback nostalgia for me. I enjoy doing those. But yeah, the the free flowing like grapple thing that they put in there, like it's just dumb. Like you're you, you're right. You can't judge the distance. Like I felt like sometimes there was just no way I was ever gonna get it. Like, I kept, like, it was curving to the left, so I kept trying to go left, but there were no, like, attach points on the left to attach to. It's like it was intentionally making it mm-hmm. a pot. I don't know. I thought it was awful. And you have to do it all the time. Every time you get an emerald, you have to go through that stupid minigame. Um, and then there's other small stuff. Like, every time you pass a checkpoint with more than 50 rings, then a portal will open. Um, and that's when you play the game that you talked about. Like, the classic one where you bounce around, like, the moving stage or whatever. As it kind of rotates around. Um, and in, in those, you collect coins that you can use to customize your multiplayer avatar. Those it, suck. Yep. Because you have to po- you, <laughs> you have, have to, to point the other direction. You have to point the other direction, and you don't know it's coming. <laughs> I, I know, dude. I know. It's so funny how we're sitting here talking about this game, and you have experienced all the same issues mm-hmm. that I have. Literally everything you say, I'm like, I was just about to say that. Like, you're right. Like, you think that that thing, because of the way it's angled, it will just automatically send you the other direction, but no. No. <laughs> it, like, why don't they work like springs? Right. Because that makes too much sense, Matt. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Emerald Powers, they are universal. Like, any character could equip them. And again, it does kind of fill in the gaps for some characters so they don't have the abilities that you need. Um, there are 11 total zones in the game, and each one of them is split in, and then those are split into like three chapters, so to speak. Um, each one takes around, I don't know, like 30 minutes, something like that to complete, mm-hmm. roughly. Um, There's no limit to lives. I learned that. Yeah. No, you're right. And the other thing, too, is that like there are no zones from old games in this. Not a yeah, single, every yeah. single zone is brand new. They built from scratch just for this game. Here's the section I was talking about. It's a very weird choice. This is the dumbest idea maybe in the history of video games. And there's a maze in yeah. there where you have to like figure <laughs> it's out like where to go. It's like you can't even see the maze. It's just so dumb. I <laughs> I mean, we say this game is good. Is it though? Yeah, I like it. I mean, I did it's enjoy just, it. Like it's when, just, it's just when not this stuff level. is happening, it's fun. Yeah. But it's just not on the level of uh, what Mario's doing. Yeah, the comparison. And for a for a Sonic game, this is a goddamn miracle. Like this is the best 2D Sonic game in forever. It really is. But that's what shows you, I think, how bad the 
last handful. I mean, of it, them that is damning with faint praise. I admit, yeah. But I do, I do like this game, which is not something I've said about a Sonic game in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, not a two D one anyway. Most of the two D two D Sonic to me is just tends to be tedious, and there is tedium in this. There is, but it's yeah. mixed with like fun, which the boss fights last way too long. Some of the boss fights take forever in this. Like they go through like five different stages or whatever. Like mm-hmm. the bosses in this break the three rule, which most yeah they, you have to hit them more than three times. Yeah, like, some of them, not all of them, but some of them you do. And like I hit it that third time, and I'm like, okay, I'm go- oh nope, it's not over yeah. yet. Like, like this one takes more than three hits. I think yeah. it takes three hits of each different way to hit it. Right, there's two different ways to hit it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I appreciate like they're, they're trying new things, but. Um, they're experimenting a bit, and there's a, there's a price for that. Yeah, be right. At least they're trying new stuff. Yeah, it doesn't always land. Um, production values are good, graphics are great, animation's good. Although, to your point about the storytelling in Mario, it's even worse here. Yeah, because here they don't say anything, and they're literally just pantomiming. It's literally like playing charades, trying to mm-hmm. figure out what's going on with the plot. And it's just like you, Sonic has never not talked. Like just fucking. Do it. Yeah, I don't get it. It. <laughs> they, they're trying to throw it back. I mean, again, I am 100% certain that the main inspiration for this game was Sonic CD. Mm-hmm. And he didn't talk in that. You know, there was, there, he didn't really have a personality beyond fast jerk yeah. <laughs> for a long time. And, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's, and, of course, you've got the problem with... Um, the uh, the fan base where like the fan base all has their own ideas about who Sonic should be because some of them think it should be the guy from the adventure games and some think it should be the guy from uh, the Saturday the Sat Am the Ameri- the the Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. some think it should be the Jaleel White one so you know some the think kids it should, now probably think it should, probably be, think from it should be the it should be the movie yeah. like it's it's so like there's no sometimes it feels like they don't they don't think there's any way to please everyone so they're just gonna make him quiet <laughs> that was so cheap right there Matt yeah. did you see how cheap that was they're like yeah. they don't show you the laser there they're like you're just, again you're just gonna get hit by the laser dude like that's just very, all there is to it it's very true to the sixteen. <laughs> roots i mean if you go back to some yeah. of the, go back to some of those genesis games every game did that you're right all the just time cheap that was video games was oh what cheap yeah. bullshit's gonna happen next so that i don't finish this in one rental from blockbuster yeah and there's some things to collect there's like metals hidden metals that you can find um and you spend the metals to build a robot for some reason you, well you use it to so your multiplayer character in this is a robot mm. and then you use those coins to buy cosmetics for the robot character also, don't forget, the there's no online co-op play in this. There's only local co-op play. The online stuff in this is, like, weird. Um, the, the battle thing? Yeah. Mm. And there's, like, a time attack mode with leaderboards. But, you, unlike, again, unlike Mario, you can only challenge your own ghost. You can't download other ghosts to get better at it, to see how other people approached it differently from how you did. That's very weird. There is a new game plus that unlocks after you finish a game where you play as a brand new character named Trip. And you basically play in modified versions of the game stages made just for that character. Um, and that's pretty much it. I think my big issue with this, kind of on a base level, is that there's just too much of an emphasis on exploration in a franchise that 
makes exploration about as big of a pain in the ass as possible. Mm -hmm. As you said, you can't go back sometimes. It'll cut you off. Sometimes it's just impossible to reach certain sections of the level once you've passed certain things that you can't... Now you don't have the momentum to get up there or whatever. Like, yeah, Which is classic Sonic, but it doesn't it mean is. you gotta do it. Right, but it, the, right, and the, because the game has such a focus on the exploration parts, but the exploration is still classic Sonic, mm. like, it just doesn't work. Yeah, like, because you gotta go... Basically, you gotta play the level again if right. you screw up yeah which is again classic sonic mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you want to do it yeah um it's 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 so close to something it's so close to something great yeah and it's just not quite there and you know that it's like if you did another one they'd probably nail it in a way that Sonic hasn't nailed it maybe since the beginning. I feel like I want to say But you know that, the but... way Sega rolls, they're not going to do this again. <laughs> right. They're going to start over again with some other thing, and it's going to be the same sort of like, oh, I, almost. Well, the again. last 2D Sonic wasn't bad. A lot of people liked it. Remember it was made by that smaller team that had like... Yeah. It was what made was... in the U.S., wasn't it? What was that? Sonic, um... Ugh. I can't remember now. Clearly for the ages. <laughs> I can't remember what it was now. But remember, it was made by, like, a team in America. There was, like, that the one American developer that was like, I can make a 2D Sonic game. And they're like, well, we can't find anyone else to make them. So. Mania. Sonic Mania. Yeah. And Sonic Mania 2. There was a sequel to that as well, mm. I believe, right? Sure. Let's yeah. go with that. <laughs> well, I mean, most a lot of people like those. Yeah. Um, I didn't think they were that great, but a lot of people did like them. Um, so I don't know why they've decided to move away from that and try this. I, I don't know. I like this better for the most yeah. part. Yeah. A little bit. There's something again. If you move him, if you move him back a quarter screen, I think you solve most of my problems with this game. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like he's too. It far would help forward. a lot. I I agree with you for sure. And I mean, a game like this, it's insane to move him forward. And yeah, if I turn the other way, scroll it back the other way. Like, I don't need to know what's behind me. Yeah. I'm Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. <laughs> I don't care what's behind me. Exactly. It's like I you can't said, go back that way. I'm never anyway. going back yeah. anyway. <laughs> I'm not coming back. <laughs> Yeah, so um, anyway, uh, we have two incredible games on today's show. And I, I guess I would say this too, Matt. If you're a Sonic fan and you already have learned to look past the warts and all the issues that Sonic's 2D games have had for, let's be honest, 20 years now, mm -hmm. you'll probably love this. Yeah. So if you're a Sonic fan, I would recommend that you get it. Yeah, I think is, you'll like is, it. If you're a Sonic fan, this is way better than anything you're used to getting. Yeah. And so in that case, I could see it being a buy. But look, if you're just a player who just wants to play the best games, I would stay away from it. And particularly this week, when you have this well, awesome 2D game that launched. Well, eventually maybe. But like one of the one of the big problems with this game is it costs sixty bucks. Yeah, it could be seventy though. Could be seventy if you get <laughs> well if you get the deluxe edition. It right. is seventy. But I'm just saying, most games but, now are seventy. Right. But I'm so. saying I don't think this is a sixty dollar game. No. No. Like it's the other I mean, thing too I'm, is it it's it's pretty short. Yeah. Um, and it's shorter than Mario. Yes, um, much. And even Mario is like right on the fringe of like being too much for mm -hmm. how much gameplay you get there. But to be fair, and I think Sonic, to be fair as well, there are some players who will go back and try to perfect these levels. Yeah, Mario will go back and try to get all the fruit. Like I just think Mario is much more appealing in that regard. Right. I'm much more apt to go back and replay a stage from Mario Brothers Wonder mm -hmm. than Sonic Superstars. Without yeah. I was just a, I was a little shocked that this was a, six, a full price game. Yeah, me too. It probably should have been like 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I I hear you. But anyway, there you go. That's the latest 2D uh Sonic and it is funny. Here we are in 2023 and it's Mario versus Sonic all over again. Yeah. Turn, it, tune in next week to hear me complain about something else that shouldn't be 60 bucks. <laughs>
Yep. Guess what I'm talking about. <laughs> but anyway, um, and it looks like Mario wins this round. Um, sorry, Sega fans. It's just the way yeah. it is. I mean, let's be honest. Mario's pretty much won Mario all the usually, rounds. Yeah, I mean, doesn't, <laughs> I mean, other than maybe back in the... I mean, I'm trying to... I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Sega fan, and I'm trying to remember... No. Yeah. Like, I probably like Sonic Adventure 2 a little more than Mario Sunshine. That's about it. Yeah. If you want to, like, line things up. I think Sonic... I would say that was the closest they've ever been. I think Sonic <laughs> has had better... Overall, I think Sonic has had better handheld games than Mario. If you don't count the remakes of I don't of know Mario if I can agree with that one. I've, I've never been super impressed by the Mario handles. They are stuff. very derivative, yeah. for sure. They are generic And if you discount the GBA remakes of the old... That the, I was counting those. The, I wouldn't yeah. count those, but like... Um, if you're just talking about like you know, like the what is it what is the, the Sonic Advance games like that might be some of the best great. 2D Sonic games. I remember was it Sonic Advance was it the first Sonic Advance? I was in Japan for something and I got it like three months early there. They launched it. That was back when Japan yeah. used to get stuff way earlier. And I literally played that game the whole flight back from yeah, Japan. Yeah, I was on that. I flight. couldn't put it down. I was playing uh, Phoenix Wright. Oh yeah, I remember we, that. Yeah. That's right. Because yeah. we'd both gotten all this stuff that wasn't coming out. Yeah, yet. yeah. When it used to be that way, yeah. and it's not like that anymore. Everything's day and date worldwide. So I got no problem with that. Me either. Me either. Especially because we live here. Yeah, <laughs> and we love Japanese games. That was always. There's a channel. I can't remember the name of it, unfortunately. But there's a YouTube channel that does 30 years ago this week stuff so every week they and the kid's like 20 i don't know why he cares but he like <laughs> that's weird but he like uh he re, he's, re, he's learning 30 years ago this week this happened in video games uh -huh. and so it's like stuff coming out and things like that and it'll so much so often it's just like this thing like was it 30 years ago it was something came out this week that was like um oh it'll be 93 i guess 93 yeah. i don't remember what it was but something came out and it didn't come out here for another year mm -hmm. and it was just like oh wow there are like, some games like that like trails of cold steel that rpg franchise yeah every once in a while they so take like big, a year and a half or two years yeah, big sometimes. translation work yeah. sure yeah but like standard like a mario game would never you know i remember that because my i had a friend uh who got his dad worked in japan worked in japan and would come back and bring stuff and he brought back a super famicom mm. in 1990 yeah. like a year before it came Which out looked here. completely different and he, had, and he had he brought back uh, mario act razor um pilot wings and like some mahjong game which the, his dad was <laughs> his dad wanted to play that uh. one um but we um, like he, he like invited tons of people and, and like we would be talking about the new Mario game and I was like Mario is not out it's not really and like so like he he put he made VHS tapes of himself playing the new Mario and actors <laughs> so we could like bring them to school and prove to people that like he had it wow because it, it, it was a year it was yeah. a year before it came out uh -huh. here and like it was like, and so by the time it came out here we all knew how to get through all that stuff mm -hmm. and how to do all the special codes in Street Fighter and all that stuff and I was like what the hell it was it was a whole deal you're the OG at back in, importing stuff used to be a big important thing if you wanted to play stuff before even like, up through the n64 oh, yeah. dreamcast playstation eras oh i i that's how even I, the I, ps2 era saturn i mean half yeah. half, half my saturn library downstairs is Japanese. imported yeah. it's because like that's how i learned to put in mod chips right. and like so i could play the capcom <laughs> fighting games and stuff yeah yeah i had a, my saturn had this cool it, i mean they don't do this anymore but i was like had a mod chip it had a little switch in the back so you switched it up for japanese and down for american and that switch broke after like four years which, which it was, was it stuck, stuck on, on Japan. <laughs> so, but you could like finagle it. You could like wiggle yeah. it, and it would. My work. GameCube has a switch on it. I can play Japanese yeah. games. I have, well, I have a I have a new Saturn. I got off uh, eBay that just has a mod chip in it that lets it play anything. It yeah. Doesn't matter. It's all it's all irrelevant now. Also like. now, also now, there's emulators. You just put the disc, the Saturn disc, in the PC, and it plays it like that, yeah. and it doesn't have any load time. Yeah. So. 
awesome. their winner. Yeah. So there you go. That's Sonic Superstars. For very specific people, we say pick it up, but for the vast majority, we mm-hmm. tell you to go buy Super Mario Brothers Wonder instead. Fair? Yeah. Yep. Okay. We have plenty of time to play Name That Game, but before we do, let's hear a word from our sponsor, soundwizardry.com. Experience the realm of extraordinary audio with Sound Wizardry. With a decade-long journey in sound design, we animate your movies and video games with the breath of sound. Our wide-ranging services include sound design, Foley, sound mixing and mastering, audio implementation, dialogue mastering, and the crafting of unique sound effects from freshly recorded material. Our portfolio contains Baldur's Gate 3, Steven Universe, Alan Wake 2, Gwent, Cyberpunk 2077, and more. Visit soundwizardry.com and let us transmute your vision into an auditory marvel. That's right, Sifters. Head to soundwizardry.com for all your sound needs. It doesn't matter what you're working on. If you're working on a project for school, if you're working on your own video game in your garage or in your basement with some friends, if you just have an audio project like I do all the time that you screwed up and you need to have it fixed, they can help you with that too. Obviously, you saw their incredible resume. And really, that is just a small sliver of the big games that they have worked on. Um, they are a rising force in game development. You should check them out. Go to soundwizardry.com. Before we get to name that game, I want to check in with chat. We should have done this with Sonic, but I forgot. So I apologize. Let's see what you guys are saying about all this stuff we've been talking about. Uh, Vincent says, uh, Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 never launched in Japan. There are still some edge cases. There are, yep. It's just not as prevalent as it used to be, unfortunately. Or actually, fortunately. I think it's better now. Um, Kefi Kef, good morning from Korea. Finally able to tune in live. Welcome, man. Glad to see that you're able to make it to twitch.tv slash siftedgames for Game Face. We're here every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, uh, whatever, whatever time, Korean. Yeah, I, I don't even know what that would be. Um, I mean, that's like 10 hours ahead, but, but 10 hours back, but tomorrow. Right. Something yeah. Like I always felt like when I flew over the international dateline, I was time traveling. I'm like, if I just flew backwards, would I never get old? <laughs> Biggest laugh I ever got in a corporate meeting was when somebody said they were going to Japan the next day. And I said, okay, cool. Don't tell me what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, Swanland says five people worked on the original Mario game. Four of them worked on this. That really is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I said that earlier. Yeah. Uh, Rock and Roll 458, it seems like Nintendo still has the secret sauce and sustained talent to release games no one else can. Yeah, I would say that that gap has become more narrow over time, but mm-hmm. like, do I think another developer could make Super Mario Brothers Wonder? No, I don't. I really don't. No, there's definitely a, co- a company culture yeah. in there. Yep. Um, Contano, thank you for Twitch Prime. Swanland, thank you for Twitch Prime. Appreciate it. Um, did you see people modded the game for the flowers to just swear and curse but Nintendo went after them of course they did Mm. yeah we actually that story was on sifted and that happened before the game was released Matt they modded the flowers out before the game Mm. even released I don't know how that happened meanwhile the Chun-Li nude mod is so prevalent it accidentally shows up in fighting game tournaments sometimes yeah that's right (laughs) Capcom don't give a fuck AJ says, my wife literally said when I told her I was going to buy Spider-Man 2, are you buying the new Mario? Because I saw it on the news and want want to play it. Yeah, Mario brings in all the casual games. It does. Yeah. 
It's like a dog whistle for the casuals. They're like, oh, new Mario. I'm going to finally play video games again for a little while. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. Um, and someone, I saw someone mention that they felt that the new, so here it is, the legacy. Sonic has better music than Mario, in my opinion. I would not argue with that, actually. Yeah, I think overall, I would. I mean, there's some. There's a couple of classic Mario tunes that I think are like classic. yeah. Um, but certainly post 64, mm -hmm. I think Mar I think Sonic takes that. And I think in these two games in particular as well, Sonic is, has better music. Yeah. The Mario music in this, like, it's good, but it never caught my attention. No, the, the, if there's one thing that I still have an issue with in Wonder, it's that it still has that sort of clean, saccharine thing that, like, some people call charm, but I just yeah. call irritating. Yeah. Like, it's just so... There's... I don't... It, like, Mario doesn't need to be edgy, but, like... Give me a break. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it's a little much. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, I think they're just protecting their young base because sure. The, the reason Nintendo does that and Nintendo thinks it's important is because eventually they become adults and then they become adults that buy the switch and mm -hmm. buy all the Nintendo stuff. When they, they become more importantly, income. they become adults who have children right. and buy and a they, switch for all their children. Yeah. And if, that's their thing. They want to switch in. They don't want to switch in every home. They want to switch in every hand. Yeah. Yeah, they want three or four switches in each house, yep. and I think in some cases well, that I, happened. I think I think they succeeded in yep. most for the most part. It happened in some cases for sure. Uh, so anyway, that's it for the bulk of game phase. However, it's now time for Derek D one one one. Thank you for Twitch Prime. That's right. It's time for name that game. Name that game. I show you five screenshots from a video game. You try to guess the name of the game before Matt Kyle does. There's a couple rules. If you've won already this year, do not play. You can only win once every calendar year. We did have somebody break that rule a few weeks ago. And I'll be honest, Matt, I have not seen that person in chat since. He killed him. <laughs> so don't do that. Seriously, I don't think he's shown up for a live show since. He did that. And it's not like we're all that mad about it or whatever. But anyway. <laughs> so anyway, if you've won already this year... Do not play. Also, if you do not play PC games or have a friend who plays PC games, do not play because if you win, you win a free PC game. So don't just take the code and just let it go to waste. There's tons of sifters who play PC games who would love to have that code. Um, and then finally, do not spam the chat with game titles because we put the chat into slow mode, which means you can only send one chat every 60 seconds. There's nothing worse than seeing that screenshot and knowing what the game is and realizing that you can't put it in because you wasted your chance just spamming the chat. So those are kind of the three rules that we play by. Hopefully you can adhere to them. Um, Kymill1983, thank you for Twitch Prime. That's awesome, we appreciate it. Um, and with that, are you ready, Matt? Sure. Are y'all ready? It's time for Name That Game. And here is the first screenshot. Sure is a tree. <laughs> or is it? Spider-Man Web of Shadows, no. <laughs> I can see where you yeah. might think that I might slide a Spider-Man game in here, though. Underrated game. Breath of the Wild, no. Abzu, no. Metal mm. Gear Solid 3, no. Sekiro, no. Does kind of look like Abzu. It does. Ocarina of Time, no. Skyward Sword, no. Metal Gear, no. A lot. Of, look at all the Skyward Swords. No, it's not Skyward Sword. You guys all guessed it's the same time, though. A Divin hmm. Divinity Original Sin 2, no. 
We got any more before we go to screenshot two? Pokemon Violet, no. Pokemon's never looked that good. <laughs> Violet definitely doesn't look no. that good. <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3, no. That's a good guess. The Japanese dude, that Japanese dude. Dragon Age, no. Still getting some guesses trickling in here on this one. Okay, I think that might be it. All right, let's go to screenshot number two. And here it is. That's a big clue. Yeah, that does look Our second idea. screenshot will never give you that much. Far Cry 5, no. No. What is that? I know that. Uh-huh. Somebody should get it from this. Horizon, no. No. Doesn't, doesn't look good enough to be right, but it, it's some indie thing. Flower, no. Oh, we have a winner. Firewatch, that's it. Yeah. I love it. I love that Kaimil1983 got it. Our first time watching from Korea. That is freaking awesome. It is Firewatch. Good job, Kaimil1983. Cody S. Carter got it, but he got it a little late. But it is Firewatch. I didn't know. I, I tried to make this one more obvious because the game isn't a big game. So I wanted to make the screenshots give away a little more than usual. Because I, I was worried that like nobody would get this at all. Um, congratulations, Kaimil1983. That's awesome. Here's the, the rest of the screenshots. That one probably would have given it away because, like, all the promotional art for that game was this. Like, trees with, like, orange. <laughs> Here's the fourth one. That's actually mm -hmm. inside the guardhouse. I figured if anybody who had played it would re immediately recognize that. And then here's the last one, which shows the guard tower, which is the most iconic image of Firewatch. So congratulations once again. Awesome job. In fact, I'll give you another round of applause because that was just too uncanny. <laughs> MK Ness says he knew it. He was just in, in slow mode. Yeah, that's why you got to make sure you're, you make your guesses count. Um, yeah. So hit me up here on Twitch. You can send me a DM um, and we'll get you the code. Or if not, you can send me a DM on Sifted where I'm at Shane. You can send me a DM on Twitter where I'm at Dinfire. You can send Sifted a DM on Twitter at Sifted Games. Any of those will work and I'll get your code out to you. Congratulations once again. Um, and we have, let's see, we got about five or six minutes left for some Q&A. So let's get to some questions here before we have to go. Uh, let's see what we got. Commander Fett, have either of you seen Dumb Money? If so, what did you think of it? I have not seen it. Nope. But there are, this whole town is plastered in billboards and bus advertisements for that movie. Yep. There's a big budget there. That money's coming from somewhere. What is it? Some comedy thing. Is it like a mockumentary? Like, like Something like that? I'm not super... I've, I've seen, heard some people like, oh, I really want to see... I, I don't know. I'm yeah. not paying attention. I, um... Yeah, I, I, I've seen the ads everywhere. I can't figure out... It almost feels like, a, like an Impractical Jokers type prank thing or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's not... I'm, I don't see... I don't feel any need to see that in a theater. Yeah, me either. I'll, I, I'll, I'll never... I don't think I'll ever go to see a comedy in the theater ever again. Mm -hmm. I don't think I will. Like, it's just no, to me, there's just no reason for it. Um, Not for the ticket prices in this town. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Kai Mills says he's from Poland. I thought he said Korea. He's in Korea. Oh, he's, he's in Korea. Korea. You're from Poland. Gotcha. Okay. Still, congratulations. Because the time shift in Korea right now is brutal. So thank you for showing up, man. We appreciate it. Uh, your thoughts on Killers of the Flower Moon? Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um, MK Ness, what are you using for streaming software and hardware? You mentioned having a TriCaster. Interested in knowing what kind of equipment you're using. Have you adopted some of the newer hardware? Are you using stuff that you were familiar with in TV broadcast? TriCaster. 
The TriCaster does everything. It does all the switching. And I'll just, I'll spin this around quickly. You may not be able to see it. You can kind of see it. There's the TriCaster interface. This is what I'm working on while I'm hosting a TV show, which is insane. Nobody does this but Shane Satterfield. Um, so the TriCaster does all this stuff. It switches all of our inputs together, all the different cameras. This is all the B-roll, like the footage here. These are all the still graphics over here. And I'm basically a DJ while I'm sitting here kind of cutting the show together. And then it also streams and handles that whole part of it too. However, the catch here, oh, and I just lost the signal on the TriCaster. It's mm. back, thank God. The catch here though, is that our TriCaster will, as you guys know, will only stream at 720p. Mm. Um, so the only way that we can stream at 1080p or higher is to send the signal out of the TriCaster into this other PC that's sitting here. But to do that, I need a good graphics card. This PC isn't powerful enough to stream 1080p without dropping frames. So the truth is like, I need money to upgrade our equipment in general. Like that's just the truth of the matter. Um, I even actually bought a graphics card for this PC to try to stream at 1080p and it's not powerful enough. I bought what should have been like a powerful enough graphics card, it's in there, it's not powerful enough. Mm. It still loses frames and drops frames and the, the audio gets corrupted. Um, so could I the, do- Could the dual Titan X's do it? Probably, yeah. I don't have anything to use. But I don't know PC if they anymore. would install in we this- just use the PC. Oh yeah. I'm not using that PC or oh, anything. We may have just solved the problem. Thanks to your question. <laughs> That's great. Uh, dumb money is the thing about the GameStop stock. Oh, uh, we're. I think I was confusing it with Mad Money, which is a Ted Danson comic. Oh right, which yeah. a couple other people in the yeah. chat did. <laughs> okay. And now I can't remember the people I said wanted to see it. I can't remember if they wanted to see Dumb Money or Mad Money. <laughs> that's really, that's unfortunate. The two two movies have the same. It's kind of like similar Two D Mario and Two D Sonic coming out in the same in week. Bed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, there's the answer to your question. I'm not sure whether Ted Danson is Mario or Sonic in that equation, but here we are. Yeah, the TriCaster handles everything for us and sends it out to you guys, and it also records the archive of the show, and it does everything. It's, they're awesome, and, but we need a new one. Like The new ones are 4K, but they're like $8,000 to buy, um, and that would solve all our problems pretty much, but I, unfortunately, I just can't afford it. Maybe someday. Uh, what else we got here? One more question. The Legacy. Thank you for uh, Twitch Prime, man. That's awesome. We appreciate it. You're on a four-month streak. Keep it going, brother. Um, and we'll answer your question. And thank you. Uh, does Spider-Man 2 story have better pacing than Spider-Man 1? The middle of Spider-Man 1 dragged for me, and the Miles Morales game had great pacing. The pacing's incredible in this. Mm -hmm. I, it really is. Like, I, again, as I said during our discussion, I really struggle to find any real criticisms of Marvel yeah, Spider-Man 2. I think the 2. pacing's as, as good as you make it. Like, I kind of stalled the the story out for a while doing side missions with Miles in the middle of Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to. Like yeah. those, those missions don't go away. Yeah. I just wanted to go. The story through. just keeps zipping. Yeah. I, I did the most, most of the side mission stuff I did because you get hero tokens for them. And that's sort of the big barrier in the middle of the suit tech upgrade. The hero tokens. Hero tokens. Are what you, they're the hardest to find yeah. and what you need the most. Yep. Absolutely. So keep an eye out for those while you're playing. Um, all right, that's going to do it for Game Phase 363. Before we go, if you're listening to the show on any of the podcast services or you're watching the show on YouTube and you'd like to support us, please head to patreon.com slash sifted. That's S-I-F-T-D. Um, and you can pledge there whatever you want. You can just give us a dollar because you want to help us. You can give us $2 a month and you get Pactor early. You can give us $4 a month, you get all our content early. Pactor a week early, Game Phase four days early, everything else at least three days early, which if you look around... 
definitely the biggest exclusivity period of pretty much all the gaming Patreons. We like to hook up our patrons as much as we can. If you can't afford to help us out in that way and you're watching on YouTube, head down to the description below. Figure out how to help us with Twitch Prime. If you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you can give us free money every month. It literally costs you nothing. Amazon pays us. Once you set it up, you have to click like two things once a month and you can give us a free $2.50. We'd appreciate it very much. So thanks for everybody on the chat. Once again, you guys were awesome fact checking, asking great questions, giving us context to our discussions. All of it was awesome. Thanks to the video game industry for giving us three awesome games to talk about in this episode. I think the rest of 2023 is going to be just as good. So check us out every wow. Tuesday. Well, maybe not that. Good. Come on. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not Mario and Spider-Man on the same day. Good. No. <laughs> but still pretty good. Um, so anyway, uh, there's lots of ways you can help us. If you're watching on YouTube, it's all down in the description. All the different ways that you can help us. We'd appreciate anything you can do, even if it's just reviewing the show on the podcast service that you listen to the show on. That helps us too. It helps when people search for video game podcast. It'll help us pop up in the results and hopefully someone can discover Game Face. We're here every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash siftedgames. We'll see you next Tuesday. Game Face is up and out. <laughs>